gonna shift over a little bit. I'm gonna turn my mic towards my my hot wet mouth, Your mouth. and then we're there gonna. It is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There it is. It's fine if there's not a huge amount of fucking news because it's gonna take me a bit to recap this goddamn movie. Unless you want to do it, Paul. <laughs> we can we can tag team this if you want <laughs> to because right. I, I I took some notes while I was writing out my like very lengthy thoughts on fucking things. Mess of a plot. <laughs> Oh boy, we're gonna get into it. Welcome back to Dance Robot Dance. This is episode 282. I'm Mark. I'm here as always with Tim from Toronto. But we are not doing this fucking Marvel riffing episode alone. Paul is obviously here because not <laughs> is it not only is it Marvel, it's Spider-Man fucking Marvel. Fucking so, Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man Marvel. Lots of Spider-Man. Oh yeah. Also, I would like to point out at the very top. The Devil of Hell's Kitchen is back. So just like, fuck yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, spoiler. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, spoilers. Well, no. One, like Matt Murdock's fucking back. They haven't fucking shown us Daredevil. Why show us why, why show us fucking Matt Murdock if you're not going to show us Daredevil? God damn it. Well, he caught a brick. So like. He's a very good lawyer. Mm-hmm. So. He's an excellent lawyer, obviously. He got him <laughs> off. We all saw that he got Peter Parker off for all that horse shit. You know Crazy. What I mean? Yep. Hey. Kelly Cox is a good looking man. I was excited to see him. So Colin's still in high school. That is inappropriate. Oh, he is in this. It doesn't feel like it by the end of this movie, but we will get to that later. First, we're gonna do some nerdy news. I have the saddest news to start, even though I am excited because we're talking about Spider-Man. Anne Rice, best-selling author of uh Interview with the Vampire, the Vampire Lestat, the Witching Hour, and all kinds of other quasi-erotic vampire fiction um, mm. sadly passed away uh, last week. She had uh, complications of a stroke. She's leaving us with like a mountain of fucking work behind and lots of gay vampires. Two TV shows that are on their way. But yes, lots of gay vampires or mm-hmm. gayish vampires, I guess. Mm. Whatever. Queer. Yeah. Queer vampires. Definitely. Yeah. Like, sure. Right? Either yeah. way. I would, I would argue she's probably one of the most influential horror writers of our lifetimes. I think she's done a lot, even fantasy, arguably. Yeah. Because like the way she treated vampires wasn't so much horror as it was like creating a little world for them to exist in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But most society um, and everything. Yep. Yeah, and the glut of paranormal romance that exists now um, wouldn't exist oh without God. her. So yeah. for, for better or worse, you don't get Twilight without Anne Rice. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Sadly, there is a direct correlation between those two works, <laughs> as much as I'm a fan of one and not of the other. But to be fair, in the grand scheme of things, like the fact that Twilight was um, able to, was basically just commercial fiction that had like a vampire veneer made it shows how powerful Anne Rice was in terms of her impact because yeah. of like how vampires became much more maybe for better or for worse palatable to the mainstream and became like romantic interests. Yeah. Buffy is a direct result of the end yeah. race writing. You know what oh, I mean? yeah, like, for sure. So like that's, yeah, that's absolutely there. Like you wouldn't have had a Buffy if uh, Anne Rice hadn't done her thing. Lots of questionable shit we can talk about, but I'd rather not because fuck it. I loved her work and uh, I'm sad that she's gone. She was a really nice lady. I met her a couple times. She was one of those people I went and saw like do, she never did readings of her work, but she would do like open mic question Q and A's and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I went to one in Toronto once just because why not? And mm-hmm. uh, she was an interesting, interesting lady. So She's a nice lady, as long as you weren't writing fan fiction about her characters. <laughs> yeah, <apparently. no. laughs> well, I mean, whatever. She had a very idea of what intellectual property was, and I'm not defending her like staunch no. hatred of it because a lot of like. To be fair, she was also a. To be fair, lots of to be fair today. To be fair. Uh, 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 I'm saying that. 
probably when we're reviewing the movie too. So yeah, <laughs> she was a big pro- proponent of LGBTQ lifestyles, and um, a lot of trans vampire fans were, have been telling stories about how she was very supportive yep. of them in general. And yeah, she's she's no Joanne. Let's get that no, straight. She's no Joanne. Oh, good God, no, 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 no. <laughs> What what I always remember about the fan fiction thing in particular was that she, I mean, like Lestat's her, so it's like I think she had a hard time this is like letting anybody else write it. Just she's just her. very yeah, she was clearly so. just very protective of the characters in her world overall. Yeah. Not like it wasn't like oh, I don't want people writing these, you know, very yeah. gay vampires doing gay shit kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. There, was, there was no homophobia or anything behind it. It was just like no. I don't. Like, I don't like the idea of other people writing my characters, which I, yeah. I get. You know, I understand yeah. I, I understand having that, wanting to have that ownership, you know, f- that that feeling of ownership over those characters. Especially when that's your livelihood, too. Like, like your entire yeah. life livelihood depends on, like, you having created and voiced those characters, like, exclusively mm-hmm. for so long. Yeah. To see somebody else just randomly giving it away and calling those characters that, and it's, like, kind of smutty trash that, like, a lot of fan fiction kind of is. I could see why that's irksome as a creator. You know what I mean? Yeah. I understand. As opposed to Anne Rice's smutty trash? I mean, trust me, I've read all her stuff. Like, I've read her stuff too. You know what I mean? Like, I've read all of it. Like, it's smutty trash. Yeah, I'm reading Vampire Lestat right now. It is the smuttiest trash you'll ever fucking read. But, like, it's good smutty trash. It's fun smutty trash. (laughs) What she basically wanted you to do was create your own characters to write your smutty trash about. Don't use hers. They are her kink. Go fucking make your own. I guess that's the long and short of it. Either way. We can move on from Anne Rice now. So otherwise, <laughs> yeah. we'll be here talking about fucking vampires till the goddamn sun comes up, which is when they die. Which yeah. would be ironic. Anyway, <laughs> so apparently we we announced last week where we were talking about the Star Wars video game that's coming, uh, Star Wars Eclipse. Apparently it's being made by Quantic Dreams, and nobody likes that Quantic Dreams is making it because Quantic Dreams sucks. Yeah. Lots of problems with the workforce and like all kinds of interesting stories. I didn't know who was developing it when we announced that, like we talked about it last week. Otherwise I would have said something because I've been following like all those stories on Kotaku, like basically week to week as they happen. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, kind of sucks. Like they, sounds like they treat their, their people pretty badly overall. Uh, their, oh, yeah. their workers lots and of stuff. And, yeah. Lots of, lots of toxic behind the scenes behavior and all that kind of good stuff. You can go look it up. There's lots of articles on Kotaku about it right now. And I highly recommend you go read those. Like they're mostly like Jason Schreier style, like investigative pieces. So yeah. get in there and, and find out the actual poop about it. And then, yeah. yeah. And follow the Sucks. anti-work m- movement because yes, yeah. anti-work, fuck the, fuck the capitalist machine, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. anyway. So I'm a little disappointed Disney didn't vet their fucking studios a little bit better, but I guess at this point it did. would be almost impossible. <laughs> and I bet you it would be almost impossible to find a fucking studio that doesn't have some kind of horrible fucking shit going on in it right now in the video game industry. Cause basically Blizzard. every single one of them. Yeah. I mean, Rockstar, Blizzard, there's, there's stories about toxic work environments at every single one of those places. The last thing I had in my notes here, there's, there seems to be a, so first of all, Roku channel is a thing that exists in the universe. Like it's its own (laughs) streaming service. And I hate my life having to say that sentence, but they have this really dope ass looking documentary from the Russo brothers coming Slugfest. Anyway. Yeah. So this thing's called Slugfest. It's a 10 part documentary that starts on December 24th. But like, if you're actually into the comic book side of like what we talk about, like, and obviously that's something that like Tim and I bring up a lot more is like we read the actual books and stuff. And even the history of those books, like going back into the sixties and further back into whenever DC started. This is full on like the whole story, it looks like. And they've got everybody talking on it. Kevin Smith narrating and like mm-hmm. they've got behind the scenes from like 
like watch the trailer, man. It's fucking bonkers. Like we're talking like the editor in chiefs of like every editor in chief of Marvel and DC that's still alive is on fucking record for this thing. Like huge artists like Jim Lee's in there just talking like, you know, all the big names of the comic book, comic book industry are in oh, there. It's about, it's about the Marvel versus DC, Marvel versus DC rivalry. rivalry. Yeah. Cool. So I was just like, that looks like it's going to be super fascinating. I'll be definitely trying to find a way to tune into that. Yeah. Regardless of whether I have to go via the high seas or not. So uh, I'm very into yes, that one. That is definitely at my alley. I will <laughs> definitely keep an eye on that. Yeah, for sure. And then the last thing is you may or may not have heard, but there was a Spider-Man movie that opened this weekend. <laughs> the news has already hit that our Lord Master Kevin Feige has gone out and said, like, we're working on number four already. Don't freak out that you don't know what's happening with Spider-Man. It's fine. <laughs> we're doing number four right now. You know, Tom Holland said made was making noises about being done with it. And I mean, <laughs> pretty much anything anyone said about this movie fucking turned out to be false in the press. So just don't believe anything any actor or fucking producer or anybody says anymore. Apparently my hot take, if he wants to leave, bring Andrew Garfield back. He fucking crushed it in this movie. So yeah. happy. Fucking crushed yeah. it. So I don't know. I don't know, but they're fucking making Spider-Man four. I didn't think there was going to be any doubt. Like I knew this movie was going to happen. I just, I mean, yeah. Tom Holland's got a bitch. Cause Tom Holland's got a bitch, you know, <laughs> gotta make that squeaky voice he makes when he no, does he's press. Gotta, he's got to muddy the waters to destroy leak culture. This is what they're trying to do, and I'm all for it. Because like fuck, like I don't, I don't know. I don't care about spoilers. Really, it doesn't affect my um, enjoyment. Enjoyment. I do. I knew everything that was going to happen in this movie, and I was completely fine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, oh, it yeah. definitely impacted my enjoyment. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. yeah. See, I knew everything that was happening. I was like, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Let's move on to uh, geek of the week. Oh, can you no, we have others. Oh, do you have more news? Did you not want to talk about really. that Gotham Knight series? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, the, cartoon, the cartoon thing you're talking about? No, this is the it's, it's another CW, CW series. It's live action for No, they haven't. Well, they they haven't said yet whether it's in the Arrowverse yet. But apparently, it's like a Gotham where uh, Batman dies and. Dick Grayson, Damian Wayne, Barbara Gordon, and Jason Todd. Well, I, they haven't actually said exactly who's going to be in it, but basically that after Batman's death, his quote unquote adopted son teams up with a number of the children of notable Gotham villains who have all been accused for killing Batman. <laughs> it's Gotham High! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> god i'm so this is so stupid why will they not just stop making batman shows without fucking batman in them i don't understand yeah. like all like bat i love batwoman like as a concept and i love batwoman the character in the comics as a foil to batman but like when you do this thing where it's like batman just doesn't exist and there's a batwoman here Ugh. or now it's another one where it's like batman was here but he died so now it's his kids like I, I, just stop making <laughs> fucking batman shows about without batman in them just make a fucking batman show <laughs> but they've got batman movies to make mark they, they can't they can't cheapen yeah, the batman character <laughs> who has been a tele on television since the 1960s you cannot cheapen the character by putting him in television put forward that still to this day the most famous iteration of that fucking character is the adam west version of it everybody knows that version of it our yeah. grandparents know that version of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. 
Um, the <clears throat> other things that I had, uh, one was Warner had gone this year, been releasing everything same day and date on HBO Max as they had in theaters. Apparently, yes. they're not going to be doing that in 2022. They're going to be releasing stuff in the theaters first, and then you'll get to watch it on HBO Max or whatever later. I thought we talked about that last week. Uh, that, that came out like a couple weeks ago. Uh, they they were like moving like as of 2022, like you weren't going to get mm-hmm. them. Like we're getting Matrix is the last one, I guess. Right? That we're getting kind yeah, of day yeah. and date. So, oh, yeah. good. I don't have to see that in theaters. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking exactly <laughs> the same thing. I want to watching um, the sequels. Yeah, speaking of the Matrix, I want to mention that the sequels to the Matrix are still bad, and that's my hot take on them. Yeah, we uh, we covered that. <laughs> that was our that was our hot take last week. Yeah, we know. fucking covered in extreme depth last week. Trust me. I know. I wanted to weigh in though, just so you guys know. Even even the homosexual still hates the Matrix sequels. <laughs> They're still bad. So that mm. there you go. They can be as gay as they want. Doesn't fucking excuse the writing of those goddamn movies. No, so no, it does yeah, not. I don't know. Absolutely you know? not. Anyway, uh, two more things. So we know what Denis Villeneuve is potentially going to be doing next after Three Finishes Dune, which is uh, Rendezvous with Rama, which is an Arthur C. Clarke novel from 1973 that I know nothing about. But fucking Denis Villeneuve doing more sci-fi epics. Give me more of that. It is, it is exactly that what it says on the tin. It's a sci-fi epic. I've read it. Uh, it's good. Like it, It'll be interesting. I, I would really like to see him do his own thing. I want to see him write his own yeah. shit. I'm getting a little nervous about him not just doing fucking adaptations. Like, what's his next I mean, thing? He can oh, adapt the shit. Well, I mean, Blade Runner 2049 wasn't an adaptation. It I mean, was you know, an extension. It's sequel, but, but like, yeah. yeah, it's not his own IP. Like, go make your own IP again, I guess. He's done his own stuff before. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, yeah. Pre, pre Blade Runner 2049. Come on. Let's, like, let's get a, either that or fucking make a marvel movie for me <laughs> Chris nolan for mark is to yeah, do true. is to make up his own fucking crazy you know sci-fi epic kind of shit we have denny Villeneuve to do the adaptations i'm just saying wouldn't it be cool to have two of them you know what i mean out there doing fucking the yes, wild compete- sci-fi ideas competing with each other so that there's not just one you know like i and yeah. this is the thing yeah. i don't mind the like adaptation is an art in and of itself and Arthur C. Clarke in particular people have tried to adapt Childhood's End multiple times and have failed I love Childhood's End and I oh my god I wish someone would make a good adaptation of it so maybe how good luck how you write write, write the script right like that's that's the eternal problem (laughs) I know always Um, screenplay it just doesn't fucking work so anyway (laughs) I also want an adaptation of Left Hand of Darkness by Ursula K. Le Guin but that will probably also never happen so what here we are but it didn't but yeah i i think that there like if that's going to be his wheelhouse for a little while like i would i'm with you mark that i love like new ip and even like there aren't a lot of directors who i can think of like right off the top of my head besides nolan and edgar wright like in terms of like the 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 geek friendly yeah. directors who just make their own shit and write their own s- stuff. The um, too, a little bit. Yeah. Tarantino maybe in there, depending off if you consider his geeky stuff. I mean, it's more film geek than it is like yeah. sci-fi geek, but 
You see that story this week about Weinstein like wanting to offer fucking Lord yes. of the Rings to Tarantino? I was like, I don't even know what this story's about. I'm not reading it because I'm sick no. of fucking reading about him. But I, and yeah. I'm sick about reading about Lord of the Rings also. But I was just like, that's that's the most clickbaity fucking headline I've ever seen in my entire life. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's just that fucking headline popped in my brain. I was like, whoa, what a yeah. thing. Anyway. Anyway. Well, that leads me into the last thing that I was specifically requested to comment on. And I can't do so on Facebook because I still have another few days in Facebook jail, uh, which is that there the Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring celebrated celebrates its 20th anniversary this month. And Stephen Colbert being like the most legendary uh, mainstream and biggest, you know, biggest like, yeah celebrity fan of Lord of the Rings got a bunch of the actors together to do like a rap parody video, basically proclaiming the Lord of the Rings movies as the greatest trilogy of all time. And he got uh, all four of the hobbits. So Billy Boyd, Dominic Monaghan, Elijah Wood, and fuck my brain's not working tonight. And uh, Sam, God damn it. Who played Sam? How is my brain not working? Aston? Are you seriously fucking blanking on Sean, Sean Aston, Aston right now? Yeah. And uh, wow. then he, then also Hugo Weaving was in there, Andy Serkis, or Orlando Bloom, and a little bit of Vigo Mortensen. So Hugo Weaving's in this, but not The Matrix? Yeah. <laughs> I Six. guess. Yeah, so. Fuck's sakes. It was, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I mean... Colbert knows that he's the whitest fucking person ever to rap, but then he went out and got fucking Method Man and Killer Mike in this thing too. I, I do appreciate nice. Killer Mike, so it was it was I'm a lot of fun. Method, I, good flow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Killer no, Mike I mean, is Method awesome. Man was fine in it too. Uh, yeah, so I I liked it a lot. It found found it a lot of fun, and yeah, that's about all I have to say about it. Happy twentieth anniversary, Fellowship of the Ring. Amazing. Now it's time for Geek of the Week. Geek of the week. Geek of the week. This is the segment where we tell each other the nerdiest thing we've done this week. And I'm going to start with Paul because he is a guest ish. <laughs> ish. Have you heard of the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV with an expanded free trial, which you can play through the entirety of a Roman born winning Heaven's Ford expansion up to level 60 for free with no restrictions on playtime? Uh, uh, <laughs> that's not true. None of that is true. You can't even buy the fucking game right now. I had that in my list of news, but then I was like, I don't want to talk about Paul's dumb RPG again. As Geek of the Week, and then I'll get to say the dumb thing about it, where basically <laughs> it's so popular now just yeah. my brain wants to fucking die at the thought of this but like this final fantasy rpg that paul's been obsessed with for like a decade yeah. now is so popular now they've had to take it off steam because they don't have the server capacity for the amount of people who want to play it so yeah. people just can't get on the servers right now they're just yes. like they wait because of the chip shortage mm. the, the, yeah, the square enix final fantasy 14 servers are super like specifically specced and they can't just buy cloud spaces for it so yeah. They've offered above market price for new servers and people just don't have the capacity to uh, provide them. So they've actually had to, they've provided three weeks of free playtime to, which is a lot considering the sub is like monthly and to their entire player base who is subscribed. But I have not experienced any queue times because I'm on a first Japanese server and second, I 
play in the morning before I go to work. So um, all of these people who are, I'm getting like three weeks for free and I've had zero problems logging in. I'm at level 90. <laughs> My geek of the week is that I've been doing like high-end content and I cleared high-end content, which I haven't really been able to do before. I'm like getting better at the game. But yeah, this whole thing about people not being able to buy the game now because it got so popular just makes me really happy because it's such a good the game. game off steam paul like yeah. that's the most <laughs> baffling fucking thing i've ever heard in my entire life is this 10 year old mmo they took it off steam not because it was being discontinued after 10 years but because it's so fucking popular that they don't have the server capacity for it isn't it that breaks my fucking brain yeah. i just oh. Yeah, this anyway. was yeah this was a culmination of the the big wow exodus because Wor yeah. uh, world of warcraft has been sucking recently and a lot of streamers moved, people like yeah, yeah they've, they've moved like blizzard right no now. one likes blizzard <laughs> And then Endwalker released the 6.0 patch expand, huge expansion, which wrapped up the whole story arc for like the first six expansions. And it basically caused a server cataclysm. And <laughs> uh, in the North American regions, mostly uh, North America yeah. and Europe are the ones who are struggling the most. That's something that's so fucking busy right now that it's killing Reddit, actually. Yeah. Like, with people Jesus. bitching about it. Yeah, so Final Fantasy XIV servers are so bad in North America that when the, they hit load, Reddit will hit load with people bitching about it. Mm. It's fucking nuts. How many people want to just play an MMO right now, apparently? Yeah. Apparently, we're all looking for escapism. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't spend 200 hours playing fucking Red Dead the last two weeks, so I... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, honestly, I have to say that the... This isn't my geek cred, but I still have to like say that the 6.0 expansion lived up to the hype. It, it was a wonderful culmination to the the story arc that has been going on for like eight years like everyone has been impressed with the story and the results the reviews have been actually good too like even yeah. the press has been good for this fucking thing it's just yeah. like it's 10 years old what the fuck's going on with the world anyway I, just uh, uh, it's a development team that cares about their game I guess, I mean, I guess that really does make the big difference too, right? Mm -hmm. Like that they do seem to like actually give a shit about what they're doing yeah. and balancing it and like making it fun to play for the, like the whole community and stuff. Yeah. It's really, really apologetic too. Like even the press I saw of it, like what they were saying about like the, this servers, like obviously the server downtime is not ideal. And like we were trying to do as much as we can to get it up as fast as possible. But like, yeah, you know, we're fucking hoops and rack capacity. So like, we don't know what to tell you. And I was like, I kind of feel for you guys. Good for yeah. you. But the fan, anyway. the fan base is very like forgiving. Um, people are legitimately <laughs> pissed and that's fair. Like they subscribe. Yeah. Yoshi P, the director, is like beloved in the community and he really does give a shit and he really wants everyone to be able to play it. So it's just, yeah, suffering from success, Final Fantasy 14. Who the fuck knew? Weird story that keeps popping at the top of all of my like video game news feeds. It's like <laughs> Final Fantasy 14, just yeah. massive, giant, the biggest success story of the year or whatever. I was like, weird. Considering what? where it came from, the one <laughs> point yeah. is it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, also, yeah, there's also that too. I don't know. We're on our third Spider Man movie. Yeah, so that's my <laughs> geek of the week. Again, yeah. We're just... <laughs> Ow! Oh. <laughs> what fucking year is it? Is it right? Anyway, 
Tim. This this one is better than the last Spider-Man 3, at least. Uh, My my Geek of the Week, our Media Center PC, I ended up having to do an upgrade, not even an upgrade, a fresh install of Windows 10 for the Middle Earth movie marathon a couple weeks ago so that I could stream the movie over Discord with audio and everything. And that caused me to basically have to like sort of, you know, just start from scratch on that. So I spent a lot of time this week, like getting the network sort of figured back out again so that like I can stream the media from the media center to like other PCs in the house and other devices in the house and shit like that. So yeah, Windows, me learning how Windows 10 does networking without home groups and shit like that was basically probably my geek of the week, which is not super fun, but yeah, no, it was not. I mean, there. I, mean, I, took now, but- I took a class for that. <laughs> like I, I felt it was easier to get Microsoft certified than it was to figure out <laughs> Windows 10 networking. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's not a lot of fun. And that is fucking nerdy because then you got to sit there and you're, did you actually have to get in a command prompt to like, no, no, your- eventually, eventually it worked, but I did. It okay. took some fucking takes- finagling. Like it took like a few times, like sharing and resharing and like a bunch of fucking reboots and shit until they yeah. started seeing each other uh, across the network and stuff. I still have a problem with my laptop seeing my rig like occasionally like it just won't show up and i'm like why i don't know why it's like that it's just windows windows 10 networking is yeah obtuse i'm I'm still having trouble with getting like some of the android devices on the network being able to see the shares and shit like that Mm -hmm. like because i like to stream shit from my tablet that's on the media center rather than having to like load fucking video files onto my tablet and then watch them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm still having issues with that too. So that still needs to be figured out. But at least if you're using like a computer on the network, you can now stream everything from that media center again, which is nice. That's cool. Yeah. My, mine's just been Spider-Man shit all this week. <laughs> I'm working. I was, I'm diligently working on my no way home fan poster or whatever that I'll hopefully have done for this week's episode, but I'm not fucking banking on it because it's, <laughs> There's a lot of work and it keeps adding things you got to put in there. It's a lot of adding. I want to do to it. And all of a sudden, like I all of a sudden I want to add a, a lawyer to it. I don't, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I've been just doing that and I've had like, so I've, I've, I've in the background and this is how like much I dislike the original three Spider-Man movies. It's basically me ranting about how much I hate those Spider-Man movies. <laughs> I, I wanted to watch them again just to like, get a feel for it again because i knew he's coming back we all knew they were coming back blah blah, blah. so i'm like i'm gonna put these on but i'm not gonna like listen to them because like the dialogue's gonna kill me so i just kind of put them on in the background while i was listening to interview with a vampire and drawing new spider-man and i was watching these movies happen and i'm like man these are terrible but you know what i did find out <laughs> i don't hate the amazing movies as much as i thought i did i think i hate the movies themselves but i think i like andrew garfield the spider-man he yeah, might actually be my favorite same. Spider-Man out of the three of them at this point. Now that I've rewatched this and like he's come back and stuff, I'm like, I really like that guy's Peter Parker. Like, I think he kind of suits the role. Um, I don't hate Tom Holland. I fucking hate Tobey Maguire, but yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that. I so. ended up watching yeah. the Spider-Man one and two today just while I was working after having seen yeah. No Way Home tonight. And uh, yeah, I mean, they still hold up pretty well for me, but there's a <sighs> lot of CGI and shit that's really starting to show its age and yeah well yeah that in particular the original trilogy yeah like the special effects are really starting to kind of like there's you can see the seams real bad now in 4k yeah. and stuff so yeah i feel that the first 
three the the Raimi movies like poor choice in casting for some yep. of the leads is still both the leads yeah because <laughs> like Kirsten Dunst I have gone on record saying that she's one of my faves for a long Interview time. The vampire, fucking respect. She's been like, yeah. she's a quality actress, and she was like this tall. So like, yeah, and she, ha- she can uh, do she the job. Always has but, been, but she was yeah. horribly miscast as Mary Jane. And oh. um, let's not talk about Bryce Dallas Howard, who is also miscast as Gwen. Even though I love, I also love Bryce Dallas Howard. So Agreed. there's a, just a lot that's wrong with the Raimi movies, and I don't have like, if I go, I'm not nostalgia them, for them. Is that? Is that's the, lo- the like the long and short of it with those movies is that, like mm. everybody seems to have this like just insane nostalgia for them where I'm yeah. like I I was 21 when they came out and they sucked. The problem <laughs> the so. thing is that they had really good casting for the a lot of the villains like Willem Dafoe yeah. and Alfred Molina who we yeah we'll talk about yeah them. we'll talk about them yeah <laughs> but I don't think that a lot of them. It's just like, as a whole, those movies have a lot of, they're pretty rickety and are held camp, together. They're, they're, they're like straight game. camp. Like they're straight camp at this point, uh, almost. They, like they, are, they, yeah. they almost read more like, and actually it's funny, we were talking about the Dozier Batman, but they read almost more like 66 Batman than any of the MCU movies. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like it, yeah. it almost feels more arch that way. Like more, and that's why, like, that's and why those villains come fucking movie. mesh in this yeah, no, movie. <laughs> no. We'll, t- we'll get into the, like, I don't know, everybody's blowing Defoe right now too, and I'm like, all right. I was a little worried <laughs> okay. about that too, but you know, yeah. yeah. So either way uh but yeah that's been basically my i've just been like spider-manning like crazy i even started like like doing another playthrough of the the ps5 game or ps4 game i guess just because i wanted to get out there and like they put the costumes in uh to the game right the new ones Mm, so i was like i'm gonna go swing around Mm, it's like upgraded suit spider-man so and we're gonna talk about his new costume because i need a clear shot of it i'm waiting for my hot toys basically to see the new costume they didn't give me a like super shiny one. yeah oh i was not i was like why he that's too blue after all the black and like the, the the other two guys are so muted yeah anyway actually you know what we should do it's me the episode time we need to just talk oh, about shit. this fucking movie yeah so yeah. meat of the episode multiversal spider meat welcome to the marvel cinematic universe's 26th entry i believe are we sure. at 26? So oh, 26 or 27. It's we'll a lot that. of fucking movies at this point. It's third Spider-Man movie. Uh, it's also Spider-Man's something like sixth or seventh appearance in these movies now. Civil War and two Avengers appearances, I believe, also on tap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's been around for actually, and we've had this Peter Parker around a lot for a long time. Yeah. Welcome to No Way Home. This is us reviewing the most recent Spider-Man movie. <laughs> Are you surprised that's what we're talking about this week? <laughs> <laughs> Should that, is that going to be a big shock that we're sitting down and talking about Spider-Man? Probably I'm not. not surprised, but that's good because I, I had to review it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make Paul cry right at the top before I even think, before I, we even get into anything else. The landlord at the end, who should that have been? Should have been the dude from the Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man movies. No, Tim, that's that's the pedant answer. That should have been Stan, and then we would all would have cried. Oh, yeah. I did, uh... I did notice that there wasn't a uh, Stan cameo. Yeah, that should have been Stan, and we all would have cried. That's yeah. the only thing that was missing from this movie for me, in terms of like it basically jerking everybody off nostalgia wise. Because that's the long and short of this movie is just like, let's get our nostalgia happies on, guys. Oh yeah, all the Spiders man are back. Uh, so yeah, this is No Way Home. This stars everybody. Tom Holland is in this movie along with Zendaya, and I never remember Ned's name. Jacob Babylon. 
Jacob Batalon to the cat. I mean, Marissa Tomei is back and happy Hogan, John Favs. I love it when John Favs fucking shows up. It always makes me happy. I know he was, in, I mean, he saw him in the trailer, but like, <laughs> exactly. I did really that on purpose. fucking put through the ringer this movie, though. Not so happy. Uh, he's happy. having a rough, like, having a rough fucking life now, eh? Like, he yeah. doesn't even have Peter to lean on anymore. Like, he can't even bitch about it. Yeah. <laughs> Like May's gone, Tony's gone. God only knows what Pepper's doing at this point. Who's running Stark? Who's running Stark Enterprises? <laughs> there better be a Reed Richards running Stark, because otherwise there's a lot of problems going on. We also get uh MCU specifically, Benedict Cumberpatch and Benedict, at the front of this, Benedict, Benedict, Benedict Wong are yeah. both back as Doctor Strange and Wong. <laughs> yeah. That's always that's always a problem for me, you know. <laughs> Anyway, so that's the MCU people. And then who else are we missing? Did I miss anybody? I mean, all the villains and I mean, the no, 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 no. Spider-Man. I'm talking about I'm talking about like the MCU people coming back. Like these are the people yeah. who are returning from it before we talk about like, yeah. And then uh, all of the returning villains from the previous uh, Spider-Man movies, as well as two Spider-Man from the you previous Spider-Man Jonah movies. Jameson, but he's in all of these. He's in all movies. of these things, right? So like, also, and also in all universes, apparently is that what is interesting Simmons. to me is that everybody's bitching about them not doing a specific sinister six in this movie. I would argue J Jonah Jameson is the fucking sixth villain of this movie. Well, J Jonah Jameson <laughs> might be a Nexus being, and we'll learn more about that in our next movie, which is Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which we got to see <laughs> a nice that. little preview of at the end of the movie. There we go. But either way, yeah, this is the Spider-Man movie that finally brings all the Spider-Men together. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield return, as well as their villains, uh, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina, Thomas Hayden Church returning in archival footage alongside uh, Reese Ephens from Amazing Spider-Man 1. Uh, Jamie Foxx and Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina are legit there, though, apparently. I don't know how any of this is actually working, but it sounds like those some of those guys weren't really all there. It's a lot of archival footage. And then Dafoe, Molina and Jamie Foxx were all like new shit. But yeah, the spiders are back. This is still directed by Mark Webb, right? John Watts? John Watts. No, it's John Watts. Yeah. That's right. Mark, Mark Webb was the Mark guy. Mark Webb was the amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Amazing yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. Top level. What'd you guys think? I had a lot of fun with this movie. I thought it was like coming off of the last two movies, Shang-Chi, which I enjoyed on a kind of more meta level, and the train wreck that was Eternals, which was... <laughs> I it's even not. interesting that you say last two movies in the it's like I, my first thought was like oh yeah last two spider-man movies but you're like no no, no like in this continuity in the this last continuity. two marvel movies <laughs> so like we have to like even contend with that comparison right yeah, yeah. so fair enough yeah, yeah fair. so it was it was a huge jump up in quality from eternals even though i liked the ambition of eternals i would argue that this spider-man movie is even more ambitious while handling its characters and writing a lot better yeah it's a big nostalgia bomb but i think that from a writing standpoint they did all everyone in the movie a relatively good service so i was really happy by the end of the movie and while i was walking out i was like yeah i really fucking enjoyed that so yeah that's my top level tim the plot is messy as fuck and it falls apart at like the very slightest scrutiny but the heart of the movie and the performances carry it quite away for me so yeah i'm conflicted but i overall came out feeling pretty good about it but you just can't fucking think about it too hard mm. i a hundred percent agree i love the fuck out of this movie like i fucking loved every second of this movie i have three fucking pages of bitchy nitpicking <laughs> 
like as a spider-man fan as like yeah. a marvel fan like i just fucking ripped this movie apart when i as soon as i started thinking about it i was like oh all this shit pisses me off but then i go back and think about just like andrew garfield and Tobey mcguire showing up and i'm like i don't even like those fucking movies and i got all <laughs> gooey and fucking excited for this shit to happen oh yeah I, I still got emotional even though like i was like i know that this makes no fucking sense whatsoever but yep. i'm still getting emotional over it yep and that wasn't just matt murdoch showing up which was like my fucking like highlight of my existence at this point even though we got <laughs> kingpin earlier in the week on hawkeye and so that kind of corner of the universe is there we'll talk more about matt when we get to him though because god do i have to i just i just can't fucking wait to see more matt murdoch god damn it <laughs> But first, boys, I'm going to let you guys tag team this one because fuck a duck. Is it a mess? Um, and I'll help <laughs> as much as I can. But let's get through the plot of this real quick. And like spoilers, like obviously we were spoiling the shit out of this. We'll have to put spoiler tags on everything yeah. when we post this episode because we're just going to fucking cut loose on it. I mean, does anybody not know everything that fucking happened in this movie before it even came out? Like, <laughs> I basically I knew the entire plot. I surprised about a couple things. I mean... Certain character deaths were like they went for it, so I was, I was like, yeah. "Yeah, okay." Yeah. I see. I was surprised. It's like we're gonna have both Spider-Man just like walk through portals as opposed to like do anything interesting in that introduction. But okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> There's that too. All right, boys. Yeah. Uh, Let's Tim, do this. Do you, want, do you want to take the lead on this or? All right, sure. I got notes. So we we pick up pretty much right where Far From Home left off. Peter's identity has been exposed. He's been framed for Mysterio's murder. J. Jonah Jameson is broadcasting from a, like a supply closet with a fucking green screen, which is great. It's like got the biggest laugh from me out of in the entire movie was that fucking <laughs> yeah. shot of J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, yeah, in his basement. I love as it. the as the douchebag rage bait content producer that he is. Alex Jones of the MCU. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> MJ is being harassed because people like realize that she's connected to Spider-Man. And so Peter comes and like swipes in and takes her away to Aunt May's apartment. And then we find out that Happy and Aunt May have been dating, but Aunt May just ended it. And so this is Happy's like first fucking dig in the movie here. Uh, And then they see the news about Peter's identity being revealed, although like Peter is trying to like hide it from them i don't know how he's going to hide it from them for well i think he's trying to at least like maybe like to have the time he to, tell to tell them himself them yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what i assumed anyway i was like well, I, yeah <laughs> also turn the tv off first you goof but anyway. yeah. uh then damage control comes in and takes peter mj and ned and fucking may and i guess happy to get yeah, all, yeah, all get fucking taken into custody and interrogated uh, until matt murdoch attorney at law comes in and gets them all released uh so there's there, my, my first plot hole like where's stark's fucking lawyers through all this who is <laughs> does he not have control of stark tech like fucking weapons and stuff still like who is he not like knows? the head of shield that's None a this big makes... fucking dangling plot thread in the whole yeah. mcu now right, yeah. right now yeah. right it's like is what the fuck has happened to Stark uh, Enterprises after Tony's death. And on top of the fact that they even mentioned outright, like, yeah, Nick Fury's been off planet for like a year. And then like, they just walk right past that whole plot. Like <laughs> Nick Fury could probably help a lot of this plot going on, but he's just gone. So whatever. That secret invasion, I guess, is what he's up to right now. Well, he might even be back for Armor Wars from what they've said too. So who knows what's his yeah. next appearance. So, so I mean, yeah. yeah, they sure didn't fucking wait very long to drop Daredevil on us. Cause it like felt like he was there within like the first, 15 20 minutes of the movie yep. 
and then gone. And there's hardly any reaction in my theater whatsoever, probably because most people fucking had it spoiled at a time. Yeah. Oh, I I had like I had murmuring and stuff like that. I got full on cheering for the spiders. So I was a little yeah. like, yeah. I was like, oh, all right. But I heard like people kind of like hooted and stuff here and there. Not just I didn't. I didn't. It wasn't me. Other people uh, <laughs> when Daredevil showed up. So like there was a smattering of like recognition, but not like an insane like pop. Oh my God, like I'm that. so excited. Yeah. 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 You guys have reactions in your theater. I am in the Korean theaters where like the jokes don't. <laughs> matter because Land. there's a language well, barrier and arguably, also, i missed so much dialogue during the fucking like the other spider-man introductions because everybody was fucking losing their shit in my yeah, theater uh, that like i i would like to see the movie in a fucking quiet theater at some point and well like assuming they don't shut the fucking theaters down thanks to omicron or whatever this week uh, i probably will go see it again so yeah. Um, cause I'm like the matrix, which I can watch on my home theater when it releases on Friday, 14 times. Uh, I, I, I can't do that with this movie. Yeah. So now Peter's been exposed and he really doesn't like it because his friends can't get into MIT and neither can he because they're all tainted by his reputation and Peter being the constant martyr that he is really being true to the comic book Peter Parker in this moment. He is very much Peter Parker in this movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Takes yeah. on all the blame and responsibility on himself and then does something drastic and stupid and he yep. goes to instead of call it, instead of they thinking call it, it through. Yeah, instead of thinking except, it through. So yeah. ex- except in real life, every school would be fucking falling all over themselves to have like Peter Parker, Spider-Man at their school, like just for the oh, fucking yeah. press that's associated, like, yeah. you know, an, an international celebrity. So that, I don't know, that didn't yeah. work. Makes sense. And also with Stark right. funding, like, do you not yeah. want those Stark dollars at your school? Like I, yeah, there's, there's a lot of weird, like stuff you have to hand wave just to let this movie happen. But like, let's <laughs> yeah. keep going. Yeah. It's a ton of fun. It's so yeah. much fun while you're watching it. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> because Peter's answer to this, of course, is magic. And he goes to see <laughs> Dr. Strange. Well, I mean, if you knew a wizard, if you had just fucking saved the entire universe with this wizard, right? And he kind of yeah. owed you because you saved his fucking ass on that ship. Remember Infinity yeah. War? He saved yeah. his ass. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go to that fucking wizard to get this shit erased too. Actually, now that I think about to see it. Doctor Strange and his not so great fucking wig in this movie. Yeah, he's looking a little weird. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> also, not Sorcerer Supreme anymore. We should make note <laughs> I like of. That. I like that actually. <laughs> he lost it because he got fucking blipped. So it just it just went to Wong and Wong didn't give it. When he came back, and I like Wong. Wong's a sassy trick about it too. I love Wong. Yeah, more Wong. The you know only I mean? sane man, the only grown up in the room, as usual. Yeah. Always, yeah, always. Wong's always that guy. <laughs> yeah, and so Wong is apparently going on vacation on sabbatical for a little while, and he uh, he's got to go fight in Shang Chi. He's got to go. Yeah. He's he's making money. That's how he makes money to buy sandwiches with Steven in New York. <laughs> is he does street fights with fucking. And, yeah. <laughs> and keeps up the Sanctum Sanctorum by unpaid internships, probably. Yeah, it looks like it. it. definitely looks like <laughs> it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The, the, the capitalistic turn of the Sanctum Sanctorum. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Just grab uh, some fucking walk wires, right? Like, people were walking by the front, like, hey, I need you yeah. to. Uh, you're, you're, you're hypnotized? Come shovel. Like, let's do this. Let's all be honest here. Dr. Stephen Strange is definitely a conservative. Like, oh, a, uh, a, like a, He's a Republican. A financial conservative. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that means a Republican. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so Spider-Man, Peter goes up and says, hey, do this thing for me and make everybody forget that I'm Spider-Man. And Doctor Strange is like, uh, I don't know. Then Wong leaves and he's like, okay, let's do it. And so <laughs> they're about to cast the spell and Peter being Peter gets anxious and starts remembering that he wants certain people to remember that he's Spider-Man and constantly interrupts Doctor Strange, which fucks up the spell real bad and causes all the, the trailer. Yeah. Causes <laughs> yeah, the, I seen the trailer. Yeah. of the universe. Yeah. Well, that whole sequence of all the dialogue is different from what you got in the trailer also. Yeah. yeah. The, the like exchange with different. Wong is like totally different. Like Wong basically yeah. says like, go ahead, just don't involve me in it kind of thing. Yep. And in the trailer, it's very much like, don't you fucking dare strange kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so the the spell goes awry, but then it, it is contained, but not before certain entities from different dimensions who know who Peter Parker is Spider-Man traverse into the MCU proper universe. And then wackiness begins to ensue. So Dr. Strange is like, what? You didn't call the MIT recruiter to uh, plead your case before you decided on magic? And Peter's like, I could do that. And it's very very peter parker thing to do it's such a like it felt like such as like a uh, anti-zoomer thing almost you know what i mean like it was like yeah. like boomer yeah. millennial bullshit yeah, or something exactly. like Wait, I, can, yeah. I can talk to people in person or like yeah. pick up a phone and call somebody <laughs> no that doesn't sound right i thought that was more of a condemnation of like the the way that college admissions had turned into this weird fucking ritual that is beyond yeah. it does work on a bunch of different levels like you yeah. know like contextually yeah. but it is like it was just like a weird and it, it, had, it was a beat where i definitely like stopped and was like oh huh, yeah i guess you could take that a bunch of different ways like the way mm-hmm. him arguing about not having called but at the same time i was like that's such a fucking peter parker thing to do is not <laughs> fucking they yeah. to pick up the phone and to go find a fucking wizard first this yeah. is like <laughs> i'm in the mcu like i'm peter parker and i'm gonna big brain this problem not call <laughs> wizard yeah it's it shows their perspective and their uh, priorities, which I think I'm you legit know, seems surprised he didn't try and get the Infinity Stones back and just snap the problem away. <laughs> yeah. but, well, there you go. Um, well, he tried I mean, to. He tried to use the Time Stone, but he forgot the fucking right. Strange didn't have it. That's right. You're right. He did. They do actually call out that the Strange doesn't have the Time Stone anymore, and that's yeah. what he wanted him to do was go back in time and fix it. You're right. <laughs> right. There you go. So uh, Peter Parker finds out through Flash Thompson that. There's a recruiter in New York and she's on her way to JFK or LaGuardia. I don't know which airport she's the on airport. her way to. Did you say the airport? The, the airport. airport. Yeah. And uh, follows her as Spider-Man and then goes to talk to her as Peter Parker while she's still in her car, um, which probably is going to feel a little weird on her part, but it's fine. And then who should descend upon us but Alfred Molina as Dr. Otto Octavius. And he's got a mad on for Spider-Man and they begin to fight. And then we get that cool sequence. Yeah. Yeah, We we get that cool sequence with like iron spiders, arms versus Octavius's tentacles. That was a nice little touch. I was very happy. because He threw the arms up and like, I was like, you have arms, Peter. Like you're, especially considering he was wearing the iron spider suit at that point. I was like, Oh yeah. So like, he's got his arms with him too. Like he's wearing the suit that has the arms. Good. Let's do this fight. Don't forget about it. Cause I was like, I remember thinking that in the trailer. I'm like, Oh, they're going to do like a cool, like arms versus arms fight. Star tech versus whatever. And then yeah, they have, 
absolutely because his uh what's the next because like the fight ends with peter Octavius, like Octavius pins peter yeah and but he grabs a chunk of the nanotech the which nanotech. infects him but of course stark tech just Im- immediately fucking invades every other bluetooth pairs with <laughs> fucking arms which i thought was a nice touch and also yeah. bad internet security on Otto's part well was, i mean those arms are from 2002 man or 2004 you know what I mean? oh, we'll, we'll get into that shit Fuck. yeah but i mean so those arms are from 2004 and this shit's stark tech from 2025 or whatever yeah. year this is supposed to be in the mcu now which is already supposed to be five years ahead of us so like yeah, yeah. jesus anyway yeah <laughs> anyway. so he just like shuts him down yeah. which is fucking hilarious so there you go and so recruiter is like you saved my life i'm so happy i'm gonna put in a good word at mit for you and he's like cool but then Something begins to roll across the highway where he is. He just finished fighting Dr. Otto Octavius and behold, it's the Green Goblin and the Green Goblin is back. Uh, dun, dun, dun. And they went back to the old fucking Sam Raimi terrible costume too. Like they oh, actually. They did, they did that. They did <laughs> at least that. They, at least they destroyed that helmet pretty fucking quickly. Oh, I was so happy when they smashed that helmet. Although at the same yeah. time, I was like, I'm pretty sure that like, Toby Peter hit that fucking helmet hard enough to smash it then if that's all it took to smash that helmet then. Oh, for right? sure. Oh, like, yeah. Well, this is this is all after Octavius figures out that this isn't his Peter as well, right? Takes right. his mask off. He and, takes yeah. the mask off, yeah, and yeah. Uh, realizes that, like, yeah, we're, we now we're realizing we're in a multiverse situation, which, like, as fanboys, we're all like, uh, explain this yeah. to me. So, <laughs> so uh, what happens next? Well, so they, uh, they go back so, and, like, Strange grabs them, right? So yeah, Strange teleports them all back to the Sanctum, and yeah. it, it, he goes on his little diatribe and tells Peter, MJ, and Ned that he's... One tells them that like he's contained the spell in this little boxy cube thing so that it doesn't bring more dangerous people to their universe. He can reverse it once they've captured all of these extra-dimensional dudes that have showed up with a magical teleportation device that Strange gives Peter on like a gauntlet on his arm kind of thing. Yeah, one of the uh, Iron Spider web shooters is altered by Strange. Yeah, yeah. And this is where we find out that Strange has already captured the the lizard from the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Yeah, Lucifer's coming back. I guess kind of his voice at least. Yeah. Then MJ and Ned are helping remotely as Peter goes out hunting and finds Electro from the Garfield movies, Jamie Foxx, and Sandman, who's Thomas Hayden Church, or at least his voice. And then he goes through a big fight with him with a fucking camera, like FaceTiming with Ned. Yeah, yeah FaceTiming with Ned and MJ with the, just taped to his fucking like uh, his chest so that they can see what he sees kind of thing. MJ still not enjoying swinging even remotely because she's getting motion sickness <laughs> watching the, the yeah. stream, which yeah. I thought was pretty hilarious. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. So Peter ends up save, or capturing both of them, even though Sandman was kind of helping him because Sandman is just like, I don't want anything to do with this shit. I just want to fucking go home with my kid. Yeah, Sandman was never was barely a villain in the in this like Spider-Man three. Like, that's the one thing I was watching that when I was watching that movie, I was like, man, they did this the Sandman stuff in this is still actually OK for these movies. Yeah. But then they introduced well, they Venom and it just fucking falls apart. Them. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he looked way better now. But I mean, just I mean, in terms of like the, the writing for that character was like oh, yeah, they, yeah. they never really like went full hog. Like he's a huge fucking prick villain. Yeah, he was one of those more like that. tragic, like tragic yeah. circumstances kind of villains. Yeah, yeah. very pragmatic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
and then this is where we find out that Norman Osborn has also shown back up and that he, well, I guess we already saw that, but um, yeah, we see Norman sort of having suppressed his green goblin persona and he goes to May's homeless shelter feast. Is it feast in the comics too? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, feast is from knew, the comics. I knew, from the dance com- I knew it was in the game, but yeah, um, I know it's from one of Dan Slot's runs from the Dan Slot run from a little while okay. ago. So yeah, it's been around for a bit. May's running feast. Okay. And then Peter, well, May calls Peter and tells him that Osborne is there and Peter goes after him, like, you know, thinking he's going to capture him only to find like, you know, meek, scared Norman Osborne who like needs help. Uh, and so at this point in the movie, I'm like, okay, we have five villains now, five villains. Where's the six? Sinister Six. Sinister Six, right? We're getting that? No. No. Nope. Never happens. Well, we do. Uh, Actually, we do in the post credit scene. There's six. Uh, he's just he's having a Mai Tai. He's having a Mai Tai. Uh, That's it. There's six hills in this movie. I thought J. Jonah Jameson is a piece of shit and really fucks a lot of things up in this movie. Strange, Strange is going to send them all back at this point when, but then Peter starts to realize and the villains start to realize that some of them were snatched out of the timeline, like just before they die for some reason. I'm not sure why some of them are snatched out then and others in the present, whatever. We've already missed the plot hole too. I just want to point out that like Jamie Foxx, <laughs> we're going to talk about Jamie Foxx in Electro has dialogue with Andrew Garfield that says he didn't know that he was Peter Parker. But the entire spell revolves around everybody who's getting pulled in, knowing that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Why is he there? Shit, yeah, I hadn't realized that. Yeah, because, there we because go. they need Electro in the Sinister Five. And, Agreed. Uh, <laughs> also, although to be fair, that, that bit of dialogue is a nice little shout out to Miles. So I was like, I'm happy with that. Let's do Black Spider-Man next. That's true. Yeah. I did like that. I did really like that. Uh, yes, there has to be a Black Spider-Man out there somewhere. Yep. Although at this point, all the Spider Bro shit has already happened that I want to see Miles and Peter do together. Oh. So like, yeah. I, I have headcanon fan theory about that stuff. But like for the next three movies, if Miles shows up in movie four, Peter Parker's not going to be happy about it. Uh, but no. we, we'll see. We shall see. I really hope that's <laughs> what happens because it's yeah, going to be yeah. fucking awesome. But anyway. Yeah. So so Peter, you know, being I need to fix everything and save everybody decides that he's going to try to help cure these villains so that hopefully they won't die when they go back to their universes. I don't know how it's going to help if they they literally got snatched like just before their moment of death kind of thing. But and you're not they're not going to tell us what happens either. So like it doesn't yeah, matter. We'll, one way we'll or the find other. out. No. Uh, Strange won't allow this because he's like, I need to preserve the multiverse. So Peter and Strange have a fight over this. They go into the mirror universe or well, Strange pulls him into the mirror universe because he's like, I can fight you here. I've got an advantage here. But they're in they're fighting like over the device that contains the spell yeah. that will send everyone back. Ultimately, Peter is able to sort of figure out what's going on in the mirror dimension because it's all like math and geometry and shit like that. And he steals Strange's sling ring and strands Strange in the mirror dimension while he takes that device back to reality and gives it to MJ telling her to hold on to it. So that's a little bit like callback to those, like the original Doctor Strange movie where like he can't escape. Like that was like a plot point in that movie was you're stuck in there if you don't have your sling ring kind of thing. I was like, oh, that's a good callback to that. That's cute. All right. Yeah. Then Peter takes all the villains back to Happy's apartment with where May poor is happy. as well. Just poor yeah. Happy. <laughs> his fucking his apartment's about to get fucking trashed. Yeah. Uh, where because there's a Stark Tech fabricator there that he can use to like make cures for all of the villains. 
there's a, a couple of joke points too where like he needs to lawyer up also because there's some like missing Stark tech that like is, he's kind of that has kind of gone unaccounted for under his role mm. in, uh, while he was security chief or whatever so <laughs> yeah we, and we see what there's an arc reactor powered yeah fabricator just yeah. in his apartment for some reason yeah yeah and then Electro sees the arc reactor and immediately gets a big fucking Electro boner over it well I yeah. mean that's technically like that's infinity stone power right like that's still the same kind of power mm-hmm. source well, I mean, oh, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, right, because the Tesseract was what kind of the arc reactor is based on or whatever. The power so. of the sun in the palm of your hand yeah. meme. I mean, that's that was the that, that's, Oct- that's Octavius's baby. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of these. Like, I, There's a lot of the callbacks to like even specifically the meme like uh, like the Raimi meme kind of stuff from the old yeah. movies. Like, yeah, yeah, like the lines are something of a scientist like myself. That. Yeah, like that shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, we're going <laughs> that far. Surprised uh, they didn't have fucking Octavius do that fucking terrible joke about the fucking rubber band or something like that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so then Peter ends up curing Otto first by replacing the broken inhibitor chip on his neck or whatever. But then before he can cure any of the others, the goblin persona reemerges and there's big fucking fight. And yeah, Dylan, who's electro, he grabs the arc reactor like just before Peter's about to like pull all the electrical energy out of him. Really liked that Sorry. the uh, oh, the Spider Sense. Uh, oh, that, that Spider scene. Sense sequence was fucking fantastic. Yeah, the tension in that whole sequence that they played was really good. Yeah, yeah he couldn't tell oh, where the yeah. source of the the Spider Sense jingle was coming from, and it was yeah. really well oh, done. I just have so to say, so good, yeah. and especially because like there's been a lot of questions with inside the fandom about like how. Because they specifically show you his spider sense in like Endgame to kind of tell you that he has it because they hadn't shown it at that point. But like mm. more focusing on how it actually works than it ever has before. Like we haven't seen how this this Peter's spider sense works. So we get a good feeling, especially for the Raimi one, about like how his spider sense kind of works. But we never get any more than that yeah. from any of the other ones. So <laughs> it's nice to kind of get a feel for how it works. And that was a fucking cool scene, like a well shot mm-hmm. scene. His spidey tingles. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that they even like refer to that. Like, people yeah. what he calls his fight tingles. <laughs> yeah, and then your girlfriend's like, "Don't call it that. Come on!" Like, <laughs> so during oh, this big old knockdown dragout fight, is where Goblin mortally wounds Aunt May by fucking just drilling the glider straight into her abdomen. Yeah, uh, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh yeah, she's fucking toast." Like that. Yeah. she ragdolled halfway across the fucking room when that thing hit her. Um, yeah. But they kind of play it off like she's okay. But then, you know, he, she reveals that she's been injured and she ends up dying in Peter's arms. And Tom Holland's just acting the fucking shit out of this whole thing. Although, again, this is one of those things where, like, if he he would have known she was injured, if he'd kept his fucking mask on for five seconds in this movie. Because, like, the, <laughs> the Stark tech in his mask would have told her that he would, like, she was injured. But he doesn't is have he his fucking mask on. Is he still wearing a Stark mask at this point, or is it? Well, no, he, that's a great suit. He would have had. He would have had some okay. kind of hide, right? Like he. Those, those, yeah. I mean, we haven't seen in his eyes since Homecoming, basically. So I don't know, yeah. but like, yeah, I would assume he'd still have that shit in there enough to tell him that, like, every like she's bleeding to fucking death. Get her out of here, kind of thing. But he never has his fucking mask on. Nobody ever has their fucking mask on in this no, movie. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. Everybody fucking knows that Peter Parker. Yeah, I mean, I guess at this point it doesn't, doesn't matter, really but matter. it's still just like a Spider-Man movie where like fucking Spider-Man never looks like Spider-Man because <laughs> yeah. it's just like an actor with a Spider-Man suit on. And yeah. that, that always irks me about these movies, but that's bitchy for later. So, uh, so yeah, May dies. It's pretty fucking heartbreaking. She's kind it of was. fridged. 
but I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm still processing that. I'm not sure how I feel about that, that character death just yet. <laughs> I wish they'd done more with the May character before they killed her. Cause like, it doesn't really feel like she's, they've done a lot with her um, yeah. in the Spider-Man movies so far. Yeah. Maybe we'll, so. this is for gripes, but you know, yeah. like the, I, yeah. I wish I, I have a specific way that they should have done more with her. Yeah. I we'll agreed. But like, that's something else. Still, oh, and then happy fuck, of course, happy fucking drives up and sees her dead in Peter's yeah. arms and just like breaks the fuck down. Poor fucking guy at this point. <laughs> yeah. Happy having the worst fucking week of his life. Basically. I mean, fuck it. Just lost Tony. Like what? A couple years ago. <laughs> it hasn't been that yeah. long. Right. Ugh. Anyway. So then we cut to back to Ned and MJ where they're worried about Peter and they're at Ned's house and Ned accidentally uses Strange's sling ring. Cause there was like a little teaser earlier, about like his, grandma or mom or whatever i can't remember if it's who it is yeah. um, and then he asked because he, he asked dr strange he's like i i have carpal tunnel symptoms do you think that maybe is magic or whatever like because he says yeah, my, my fingers tingle and dr strange dr strange is like go see your physician you go idiot your physician. <laughs> <That's fucking laughs> that, that apparently ned does have like some latent magical abilities which is cool so that means so ned accidentally uses the sling ring to open a portal because they're like lamenting that they don't know where peter is and if he's okay and uh so they open a portal that does find a peter parker but it's not their peter parker it is andrew garfield peter parker from the amazing spider-man movies theater goes crazy everybody's excited i fucking knew this was coming so yeah. like okay and this fine. is the most anticlimactic way to do it too where he just like walks the portal and takes <laughs> a mask off. i was like oh really yeah although i still think his fucking suit's the best one like i love that suit it's like <laughs> the best like modern take on a spider-man suit looks fantastic i hate that raimi suit so much so i hate it <laughs> <laughs> then ned tries it again and this time they find the toby Maguire peter parker who looks 65 at least just wandering oh around i mean that's the one thing about those old movies he's 42 he's 25 or something like that in those yeah he even. looks 42 in those movies and now he looks like he's like the fucking joke about him looking like a youth pastor almost fucking killed me <laughs> yeah, really like, i was fucking that i was, was like really andrew garfield one. you could be the spider-man of the sony universe for that joke alone <laughs> go yeah. do that go fight fucking venom Golden so guy. Andrew Garfield and Tommy Tommy McGuire both complete fucking liars because they're both in in the entire fucking third act wow. of this movie. I mean, Andrew Garfield like, actively yeah. had the fucking lie like constantly. It was on it. I feel bad for him, and we'll talk about it more later probably. But like that guy was like that performance that he's been on the press tour for. That's not for this. Is one of the best performances I've seen him ever give, or like that he's given ever, and it's one of the yeah. best performances this year. But like he's never going to get to talk about it for the rest of the year now, because all anybody's going to do is be like, you fucking lied, you lying Spider-Man lying fucker. That's it. Poor guy. But I love him. He was great. I was so happy to see him back. He's so good. Yeah. And like him hanging from the ceiling to prove it. That's fucking like that was was fucking hysterical. So his deliveries were fantastic. Paul, you want to you want to take over again? So, okay. so where were we now? We have a lot. Well, now it's like now that all the Peters are, t- are like, no, we're not even together. No, not we, yet. Now no the two Peters, Peters have met MJ and Ned and yeah. Ned's Nana. Yes. yes. Who makes Andrew Garfield clean cobwebs, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> which so. is so yeah. funny. Yes. And so they they're like, where would Peter be? Where would your Peter be? And MJ and Ned are like, oh, we know. And then they have a very, very sad scene where Tom Holland is crying and then they're all crying together. And I felt feelings in this moment. Yep. Oh, yeah. He was, he was, was fucking hurt. He's really good. 
Oh, he she's was, really I, good. I got in my fucking feels in that scene for sure. Yeah. He is, like, yeah, I feel for his Peter Parker. I wish he felt more like Peter Parker, but like he, yeah, he. Yeah. Um, so on the, the chin. Yeah. The <laughs> other boy, Peters so. reveal their similar trauma. It's like shared trauma, the movie where they talk <laughs> yes. about uh, how Andrew Garfield failed to save Gwen, um, Emma Stone, Gwen. And yep. uh, Toby Peter talks about Uncle Ben and talks about how great power come with great comes power with- comes great responsibility. Which um, Aunt May had said before she passed away. Like the big line was said by Marissa Tomei before she dies. Yes. yes. Which I thought was. Um, I think that's fine. fine. I'm yeah. still completely mystified about Uncle Ben in this universe, though. Yeah. I don't yeah, know how that works exactly. They reference something Nowhere. terrible happening to May right before Homecoming, like in Homecoming. Mm-hmm. And like he says, when the bad things happen and you don't, whatever, he says the line to Tony Stark in Civil War. I just watched all these fucking movies, guys. Like, I fuck, I'm like on top of this shit. Mm-hmm. And like, but they still, and even this, where they have both of the other guys call out Uncle Ben, he still just stands there like a mute and says nothing about Uncle Ben. And I'm like, Uncle God ben, damn yeah. it. Give yeah. me fucking Give something. Yeah. Like, well, it was there an Uncle Ben? Even if it's Jason fucking Alexander and the meme is true, fine. <laughs> but just give me a goddamn Uncle Ben. Or it's yeah. Joe Pesci. Can you imagine it was Joe fucking Pesci? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> my cousin fucking Vinny walks up. Oh, I'd fucking die. But I don't care. Just give me something. The reason they're all fucking Spider-Man is because of Ben dying. That's the reason why Peter Parker becomes Spider-Man all the time. Yeah. Like, that's the well, catalyst for the character. I get that. But in this universe, Marissa Tomei's Aunt May is the moral center. And so I understand what they're trying to do, even if, like, the original mechanic of Ben dying, thus Peter Parker becomes Spider-Man thing, still needs to happen. And I agree that that's weird. Like, yeah. Marissa Tomei is still... the Like, they wanted May who is always the one who's truly supporting Peter on the day-to-day to be the one to be the moral center that now no longer holds because she's dead. She's really yeah. fucking dead. So, yeah. I, just, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I get where you're coming from. I just think that they were doing something different because they wanted May to be the central focus, morally speaking. And I get that. Yeah. Let's get through the plot. Sorry, anyway, I, yeah. I don't want to start bitching about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like because I have some weird hangups about this as a spidey nerd. So whatever. So they're they're like we need to we're gonna keep on doing what we're doing because great power comes great responsibility. So they go to science together at they go to high school basically, right? Yeah, yeah at the, the high, high school. school where they can clearly make things that they could only previously make on a Stark fabricator. Yeah, yeah. did like the whole like. I, you know, everybody knew had been thinking about like how they could have helped these villains, but that in some cases had died in the past. And so they're like, yes, I already have ideas. I figured this yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like Peter's that kind of guy, right? Like regardless yeah. of the which version of him that he's a tinkerer. So like yeah. by and large, even afterwards, you, he'd probably still be like, God, was there's something I could and especially Peter likes to torture himself more than anything. So there's the is there something I could have done is a question that Peter Parker asked himself a fucking uh, lot. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it, instead of like doing positive affirmations every day, his therapy is what could I have done, but reverse yeah. therapy because it just crushes his soul every single day. Yeah, that yeah. I can that is Peter Parker in a nutshell, fully. Yeah. So yeah. they develop all the cures that they need because like there's, Peter Par- <laughs> there's three Peter Parkers working together. Like that's a lot of genius working together. Yeah. In terms of like how that character's treated and like normally he's 
he tends to be looked at as a peer to like the big guns. <laughs> just never. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the fucking shit where Toby McGuire and Spider-Man tells Ned how like his best friend like died horribly and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and Ned's just like, oh, I think I'm gonna back away from you very slowly. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I find it kind of interesting that they spend more time talking about fucking James Franco's Harry Osborne and they do talking about like MJ like that was weird I mean like, yeah. I get it they did it for the joke of like Ned and stuff like that but it's still like well, they talk about MJ in the end yeah like, they, true, you know, they, they do say that Toby like the McGuire Toby McGuire Spider-Man did end, like end up with MJ in the end yeah Andrew's just gotta go find his MJ man there, I, I saw it there was deleted footage from that last movie of an MJ so like yeah. she exists go find her yeah <laughs> maybe spider-man 3 i'm on board let's do this yeah. thing yeah so uh <laughs> they they've developed their sciencey things their cures for each of the baddies and so they go they they know that the one thing that they all want is the box that will send them back to their universes to die so they use that as bait and the three spider-men try to join forces to defeat the bad guys and electro sandman and the lizard show up first and at the, clean at the statue of liberty clocks, at the statue of liberty that has the captain america shield which is being retrofitted with a cap shield <laughs> the, and the like cap shield. Yeah. which we've seen on hawkeye which is funny continuity because it's actually been featured on hawkeye a little bit like that it's been in the news in the background of hawkeye yeah. I don't know if you oh, noticed. Oh, has it? No, I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah, okay. it's been, it popped up this week yeah. specifically. I remember seeing it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And mm. it's an interesting, like, tie in because, like, spoilers, Paul, fucking put your earmuffs on, but, like, well, oh, go ahead. Vincent D'Onofrio totally fucking showed up. I mean, a shitty JPEG of Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> showed up this week on yeah. Hawkeye as Kingpin. So, like, that's, I mean, we've kind of tied our Daredevil universe back together. Uh, so, that was a very exciting bit. But, yeah. We can keep uh, moving. Yeah, so before the, all this, the Spider-Men have like their moment, just the three of them to talk about Spider-Man things, and they have the joke about my back and yeah, <laughs> yeah. The back cracking sequence would like is it's groany, but at the same time, I was like, ah, all right, I'll give but, it yeah. to you. Uh, uh, yeah. You can have that one. <laughs> they um, oddly, those two actually oddly had really good chemistry together. They right? Like they had like a good like all three of them did. I like the. All three of them going back and forth was fun, and like the fucking, yeah. uh, like how weirded out they were that Tobey Maguire Spider Man just like oh. makes the web fluid out of his arm and shit. The web shooter conversation was my favorite part of the whole fucking movie because yeah. that's yeah. like the deepest, darkest fucking corner of Spidey <laughs> web lore you could get. And he's like, "How gross is it that he makes his own webs like that?" And, and literally, like, like ask him if it comes out of anywhere else and oh, shit. And oh, everything oh, you, yeah. everything you would immediately ask, that ask <laughs> on camera. I'm like this is great. I love this. I so mean, he's like Peter fucking- Parker is a scientist. He's going to ask the question. <laughs> yeah, and he's. A, I mean, like he is a teenager, also. Yeah, so they have those moments before they get their clocks thoroughly cleaned by the first three bad guys, and then they're like, "Okay, we got to re-strategize. Let's focus on one bad guy at a time." And then they start succeeding. They actually figure out how to. And then in the holy fuck amazing money shot of the three Spideys all like swinging oh. together and then like oh. the slow-mo face-off between them and the villains is like, yeah. oh, like, like, yes, I felt my dick good. like raise me off my seat about three inches. <laughs> I was like, that, the only thing that could be better was Cap catching fucking Mjolnir again. Like that was about as good as it's going to get, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So so yeah the spider-men are succeeding pretty well until the true big bad, Norman Osborn, who is always really the true big bad in the in the comics i feel yeah uh, we're gonna get into that shit. jameson himself oh. 
Mark's <laughs> going to bitch about some Norman Osborn stuff. Is yeah. <laughs> we'll get into it later. He comes in and starts to fuck things up pretty bad for everybody because he is he's gone on full goblin rampage mode. Yeah. And so our Peter, the Tom Holland Peter, gets separated from the rest and has a one-on-one showdown with Norman Osborn. And that's after Norman, after Goblin pumpkin bombed the fucking like spell cube thing. Yeah. And the multiverse is just fucking like collapsing and all these other like beings are starting to come through and shit. Yes. Strange is like trying to tie it all together and who'd you yes. guys see i saw rhino that was the only oh, yeah, everybody saw rhino yeah craven uh black cat were both in there i'm pretty sure yeah, i okay. think i saw scorpion tail but ah uh, yeah uh nice. dr strange also gets released in this time as mj that's and just then. like fucking sling <laughs> but doesn't know how to close the fucking <laughs> portals afterwards which is hilarious <laughs> yeah and so the lizard is chasing after them which is the which is perfect and he yeah, accidentally absolutely. releases dr strange after he's been suspended over the grand canyon for 12 hours which i <laughs> fucking hilarious kind of sad for poor poor steven but you know he's kind of a dick so it's fine and so the goblin yes does pumpkin bomb the box and so then the multiverse is collapsing in and on itself but peter's pissed as fuck because aunt may just <laughs> died and he's wants to get some serious retribution on norman osborne which and he fucking hauls off on poor oh, yes. there. Yes, and Tom Defoe's an old fucking man. He can't hold, handle that shit, even with yeah, like, yeah. like makeshift super soldier serum in him. Yep, yep. So MJ gets thrown off of the oh god the Statue of Liberty, oh, and Peter misses her. Tom Holland well, the, Peter the misses fucking her. glider gets him, which like that's yeah. that's some Spider Man shit where the god with the glider gets him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was yeah. on board there. And then who should come to MJ's rescue instead of web? Thank God. I was worried that they were going to do the next snap and they didn't. Oh God. Yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah. They, oh, they gave him his redemption moment. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Actually that was really good. Andrew yeah. Garfield, Spider-Man caught catches MJ, asks her if she's all right. And then he, she sees that he's losing his mind. <laughs> Yeah, and she, she's she's like, "Are you all right?" And he's like, "Yeah, I think so." And it was really, yeah, he's just like, "I did it, was it really did good. it." Yeah. yeah, that was oh, such such a fucking oh, good moment. That that was a moment. Holy shit! Yeah. So. Yeah. The various other Peters realize that Tom Holland Peter is about to like paste Norman Osborn onto the. Uh, well, is he, are he standing on the shield? Yeah, they're on, they're on the cap shield, shield. Yeah. on the back of it or something. Yeah. 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 The symbolism, my friend, of Spider-Man finally losing it, and it's on Cap's fucking shield. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. And so they intervene. Norman stabs Toby Spidey, and yet they still manage. Uh, Tom Holland Spidey gets his shit together, and they cure Norman Osborn, and. Willem Dafoe uh, and Tobey Maguire still have no fucking dialogue to, with yeah. each other at all yeah, in this movie yeah. somehow. That's so and, weird. I, and I love that Spidey One, like Tom Holland Spider Man, was gonna fucking impale Norman with his own glider. With his glider. That was, yeah. yeah, that was pretty intense. Pissed off Peter Parker. There's some instances in the comics of Peter like really fucking losing his shit. He is a terrifying motherfucker when he loses it. There's yeah. a sequence that got posted on like a Reddit of him like losing it on Wilson Fisk in the comics yeah and he's like i could pump your lungs full of fucking web fluid and watch you fucking choke to death and i wouldn't think twice about it was that yeah. from 
the ultimate run or no, that was from uh i think it was king or back in black he'd gotten uh, he'd gotten reinfected by the symbiote at that point uh, or something fair. like that that's so fair. but he was really cut loose and it was like you do not want to fuck with spider-man when he is bloodlusted because he will yeah. fucking fuck you up well it's that genius matched with the the martyr complex matched with the the it's simmering constant anger of being constantly down on his luck and yeah. like just unleashing that always like it's always very satisfying to see from a story beat perspective, but you're just like, Oh, Peter, why? And so we, once Norman Osborne has been subdued, Peter realizes that the multiverse is crashing in on itself. And he goes up to uh, Dr. Strange and is like, Hey, you have to make everyone forget about me and we'll, f- and it'll fix the multiverse. And Dr. Strange is like, we're going to miss you and we need you in our lives. We, and he's like talking about himself. He's like, he like has a moment where he's about to correct himself. And then he's like, no, I'm just going to be forthright with my feelings, which I was like, Oh, that's good. Good for you. To be fair, they did like the Avengers happen. Like we watched infinity war and Endgame. Like they saved the universe together ostensibly. Like that's, that sucks. Like you're losing this kid who was kind of on the path to being something you're yeah. only supposed to look at Spider-Man through the eyes of the other Marvel Universe characters and be like, this kid's the next generation. He's the fucking future of this shit. Like, we yeah. need to make him the best. And like, yeah, he's cutting himself off. I mean, yeah, I was losing all that. Yeah. Yeah. So like that. Yeah. The thing I really like about this moment is that it's very much not the typical masculinity that you see where like the young, the two generations squaring off, like your Bruce Willis old dude and the younger action hero are like constantly taking the piss out of each other, even in the most dire of situations. No, this was a moment where they're like, no, I, we really care about you. I do too. I don't want to lose you. But then it's like, no, you have to do this and they just do it. So I was like, this is a really fucking good moment anyway. Yeah. So massive sacrifice. I think his mentor characters and specifically, I know a lot of people have been bitchy about him having always having an MCU mentor, like having Tony or Steven around. But I think that's, I think it Not works. For long. So well, no, anyway, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. I think that in, in terms of that, I think that kind of works really well for, yeah. you know I mean, like him having that character around. So a- absolutely. And that, and I think that a lot of people are like, well, Peter Parker never really has that mentor character. He's always on his own. And the mentors that he seeks out always end up being villainous. And so that really fucks him it's up. True. Yeah. And so anyway, the spell goes off and everyone forgets about Peter and the multiverse is spared sealed again. Why sealed and everyone goes back to their respective universes and we cut to um the future where Peter Parker is unknown to everyone and he goes to find MJ and Ned at MJ's diner job. And they have both gotten into MIT and he's about to give this very rehearsed speech to her and he's uh, to reveal himself. And he just can't do it because he knows that his involvement in their lives always makes their lives worse. So he just has a really sad face moment and you're like, Oh, poor puppy tom holland you're just like oh man and this is after he has weepy time at may's grave with happy uh, who doesn't recognize him either yeah Yeah, that was rough that actually hurt a lot (laughs) when happy didn't recognize him i was like this sucks i don't like that they're doing this this is a bad idea anyway yeah Yeah. i might be really angry about this depending on how it plays out Yeah. yeah me too and so uh, we see that 
Peter Parker has not forgotten May's message of great power and great responsibility. Learned how to sew, unlike the queens of Drag Race. God damn it. Don't... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and put, puts together a very like shiny Spider-Man look. Some bright very blue. Shiny. And oh, goes, too shiny. Uh, um, hey, maybe this is the fabric that he could afford because it was what was left over in the sales rack. You never sure. know because he's he he's on his own in his own apartment in New York City. God knows that he must be sucking dick to get by. I don't know. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> like, photographer's salary is not going to cut it for a, a one bedroom apartment in what even in Queens. We haven't yeah, even well, seen this fucking Peter Parker take a picture. No, once. We do don't even know what his job is. So yeah. if he's TAing at whatever fucking like shitty community college in New York is going to have him. No, I don't know. Or, I don't know. Delivering pizza like uh, like to- like Toby did. Yeah, we'll we'll Some see. Shit. Anyway, he is still fighting the good fight being Spider-Man, but they remember who Spider-Man is. And so he is still the Spider-Menace according to J. Jonah Jameson, but uh, he is still fighting the good fight doing Spider-Man things. So the end. Hopefully he's on his way to go look up a, a certain lawyer and figure out why he can catch a brick <laughs> getting hopped through a six story window. Yeah. Because <laughs> the, like the lawyer who now forgets who he is too. Yeah. But then, so, but then there's the mid, post mid and post credit scene after the whole fucking movie's over. We finally see what happened to the ostensible sixth member of the sinister six, Eddie Brock with the Venom <laughs> symbiote on board. Although we don't see the symbiote at all, except for like a little yeah. pile of it. So yeah, I have never though, been less excited for a mid credit scene when I saw Tom Hardy, uh, mm-hmm. but then at least they fucking get rid of him. He does go back to his own dimension. He doesn't stay in the MCUs. He goes back, except what a fucking some- complete anti-climax to all of yeah. this stupid horse shit is he's there in after credit scenes and then he leaves in an after credit scene and he leaves a pile of fucking venom Mark, shit. I don't you're care. Right. Because you're, I right. don't you're not wrong. In Tom Hardy venom in the MCU. You're not wrong. I'm just <laughs> saying fucking what a waste of time that was. You know what <laughs> it I mean? really was. Mm-hmm. So, but he does when he goes away for some reason, a little bit of fucking symbiote is still on the bar and starts crawling away. And so eventually that's yeah. what's going to become venom in the MCU. Uh, I hope to God, they do the fucking black suit properly. Like just yeah. don't make it like the Spider-Man suit is black. Now, like do the white fucking just do it. Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the post post credit scene shows basically a full trailer of Dr. Strange and the multiverse yeah. madness. And he, Doc Strange has gone to hunt down Wanda, who is about to make some excuses for her behavior in Westview. And he's like, don't give a fuck. We have bigger problems. And yeah. he's like, it's uh, fine that you tortured thousands of people. I don't care. Yeah, because you of your personal trauma. Yeah. yeah. We we got we got I, I fucked other things up that we need to fix that I need your powers to fix. So I don't care yeah. about you being a fucking war criminal or whatever. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Let's for go now. Let's go do this dopest fuck looking horror movie in the mcu because it looks yeah. amazing this trailer was so hot anyway yeah that was and then they already the have spoiled that strange supreme from what if is probably oh, yeah. in the okay, fucking multiverse like why 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 are we already spoiling that but <laughs> oh, it's like now mandatory watching because of that too i mean it should be it was so good but like did you I see mean, the of um, a certain uh, super soldier female's fucking back fucking in the fucking yeah. thing where she was mm. hello I fucking 
Captain they showed Schumacher off. I don't. They showed Schumacher off. They, they did. They did not. Oh my fucking back. mind. And I, I, my thing is like, if this is what they're showing, what are they going to hide? What, like what surprises <sighs> Nothing are in store? based on the marketing of this fucking movie. <laughs> well, see, that's oh, the thing, right? God. Like after this is Sony. Like I can't blame this on Marvel. First of all, it's Spider Man, which is tricky yeah. enough to keep your fucking like claws out of they did a huge thing in this movie which was going to be impossible to keep out of the fucking press regardless and i'm not even mm-hmm. talking about daredevil showing back up because that's just fucking way too cool but i'm talking <laughs> about the other two spider guys showing up which yeah. Yeah. But like whew. anyway all right anyway. let's get this fucking show back on the goddamn rails <laughs> so that was the plot of spider-man no way home what did you guys think like what did, what did you like like i have so much shit to bitch about i want to kind of like talk about what i did like because i like fucking loved this movie yeah. until I thought about it afterwards. Right? <laughs> exactly. And I'm going to give it a number score that's going to be like a 9.5 because it's still <laughs> fucking an awesome movie and I think mm-hmm. everybody should see it. It's just, it, yeah, it, it, the string just boop, and the whole tapestry comes apart. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. I <laughs> had so much fun with this movie, guys. Exactly. I had yeah. so much fun. It was so good. I like, I thought that it was incredibly well paced. I thought every character got the a moment to shine or multiple moments to shine. I think the performances were wall to wall excellent, mm-hmm. even except for, well, you know what? <sighs> Willem Dafoe did exactly what he was uh he came to do yeah. and yeah I would say that everyone served what they needed to serve and then people served extra when they needed to what I'm surprised by specifically is the two amazing actors in that like Andrew Garfield and Jamie Foxx are fucking fantastic in yeah. this movie. Oh yeah. Like, they were really, really good in this. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Jamie Foxx. I was okay with, but he didn't blow me away. Defoe, I was so fucking annoyed by how fucking scenery chewing Defoe was when he started like really oh, I love, building it I up. Love him. I was like, it's, All right, no, this, it's too arch for this universe. It works in that fucking cartoon universe yeah. of Toby Maguire, Sam Raimi shit. But like mm-hmm. this universe, I was like, All right, too much. Plus, yeah. like, okay, well, no, I'm not going to get into it yet. Like, <laughs> I agree entirely. The, the performances were really what carried me through this fucking movie and mm-hmm. made me just like, you know, I, I was picking up on things as like, that doesn't fucking make much sense, but I don't care because yeah. I'm having fun watching these people just, you know, put on fucking great performances. Tom Holland and Zendaya were both fucking fantastic and they seem to have even more chemistry this time around, which probably because yeah. they're a fucking real life couple now. Yeah. So that that works in benefit of this. Ned and MJ, I think, just steal the fucking show like they do in the first two movies. He's so funny. Uh, Ned is hilarious. I still want to call him Genki, too, because he really is just (laughs) Genki. But either way, Ned. Yeah, he's great in these movies. Uh, Him and MJ. Yeah, they do totally like they steal the scenes that they're in when they can. Like there's spots where like. Man, they're up against some like heavy competition to steal some scenes. Alfred yeah. Molina also like very good in this. He's so much, he's so muted and understated compared yeah. to everybody else. It's so weird to watch him and like. So, well, and both him and Defoe, I was ha- like, I like seeing both of them like really flip that switch and be like, okay, I'm like arch like villain yeah. kind of thing. But then you know they come back and they're like, oh my god, what have I done? Kind of yeah. like you know traumatized by everything. So like I, I was perfectly happy having Willem Defoe back. I thought he did great. Toby McGuire seems to have caught up in age to fucking Willem Dafoe. <laughs> oh yeah, he, I mean, <laughs> like I, I don't know if was Dafoe de-aged in this. Yes, like yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, th- I thought he must have been because I, I remember him looking a lot older. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I just did a portrait of him for uh, alternative movie poster for this movie, and okay. like he is not doesn't look this good. 
in the yeah. pic, like I was picking up art and I was like, man, he looks really, really old in this versus what I saw in the trailers. And then mm-hmm. I was watching the movie and I'm like, oh yeah, they de-aged him a little bit. More yeah. Molina. Molina got like they really fucking cleaned Molina up, but like the yeah. uh, foe got touched up pretty good too. So yeah. yeah. I'm I'm with you too, Mark. Like Garfield was fucking great. I always liked him as Peter Parker and as Spider-Man. Yeah. He just kept getting put in fucking bad movies with shitty oh. villains. Yeah, his movies were terrible. I would say that uh, I, I think that Mark and I, we've talked about this, that his Spider-Man was too cool in the original movies. Peter he Parker like is a, too cool. His, like his, his Peter, Peter Parker, Parker is too cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. He's a little but, bit more like, but he's like ultimate Peter he's Parker. He's trying though. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not that he's like, I, it's not for me, it works like it's not that he's like too cool. It's that like he knows he's a fucking nerd and he's trying to overcompensate for it. Yeah. I get, I mean, I, I, I never disliked his Peter Parker the way I fucking hated Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. So like <laughs> I, but I, but Andrew Garfield was such a big upgrade to me that like his movie sucking was the big problem for me. Really? I was, cause yeah. I was like, and I don't even really like Emma Stone. Like I'm not one of those like Emma Stone nuts that are on the internet that I like, think she's the fucking second coming of Christ or whatever. Like she's cute. Great. She's a good actress in the stuff I've seen her in, but I like, I didn't think I didn't go crazy about it. She was great as Gwen. And they have the best fucking chemistry together. Like out yeah, of man. all of the love interests, out of all three of their love interests, like him and Emma Stone are just like Jesus. Like they seem like a, a, a couple that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I won't watch them fuck. But whereas yeah. like the rest of them, I'm like, I don't Tony McGuire and Kristen Dunst interest me to the sum of zero. And like I like Zendaya and Tom <laughs> Holland, but they're basically these zoomer celebrities to me at this point. So I'm just like, they're kids, I don't care. Yeah. Don't know, whatever. But I like, mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Andrew Garfield just like chef's kiss in this movie. So yeah, he really <laughs> his hair, his hair is like rocking yeah. the fucking mid two thousands look too. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. just it's up there doing its thing. Whew. Good hair that kid has. What else? I got really sort of a Bill and Ted vibe with Peter and the gang, like collecting the loose villains and everything and like trying to redeem them. Like it was sort of like that mall scene in Bill and Ted. And I fucking love those movies. But that was like the whole redemption arc of the villains. That was the one left turn. That was the one thing I didn't expect. And I thought that worked pretty well was, you know, obviously we knew all these fucking villains were coming back because it had all been spoiled. But, you know, Peter feeling like he needed to save them instead of sending them back to their deaths was something I hadn't expected. Spider-Man home therapy session. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I was very into this. Like, so the, the problem with like not enough may was that they should have like focused a little bit more on her charity work and her desire to help people a little bit more to like flesh out her character a little bit and would have given her given all of this a little bit of weight. Cause I felt like her insistence on Peter helping Norman felt like she was ignoring the danger. And that would make sense if we had like understood that she was like a fucking like Joan of Arc style, like we're going to fix everything and very Mm -hmm. one minded about it. But she never really she seemed more pragmatic in the, the previous movies. And then in this one, she's like, no, we have to help no matter what. And there's danger, but we still have to help. So if they had like leaned into that a little bit more, it would have made more sense. But <laughs> she's dating um, Matt Murdock. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Well, let's give but, it like a crusader complex because I can, like, I can see that. I mean, I can see that. Yeah. Obviously, Matt has some issues in that fucking category. So. <laughs> yeah. He's got enough. Matt has enough romantic interests already. Yeah. Well, we can always add a couple more. I mean, I mean, Typhoid Mary. <laughs> they showed her. They, they got to bring her back now. Alice Eve. Let's do this. Come on, everybody's yeah. back. Let's bring them all back. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I got really invested in that sort of villain redemption storyline. Like I had a smile on my face for sure when Peter fixes the chip in Otto's neck and and cures him and you see him come back. And that was a, a nice, solid, like emotional moment there. And then, yeah, like we were talking earlier, the that moment of tension that they play where Holland's spidey sense is going off and it, he's just surrounded by villains. So he has no idea where it's fucking coming from. All yeah. of that worked for me. Um, and it this is an interesting way to get around the weak MCU villain trope. <laughs> it's just to bring in a bunch of other old fucking villains instead of putting any new ones in. <laughs> I, oh, I have, I have, I have a lot of fucking thoughts about how they handle the villains. Um. <laughs> I will say it, this isn't necessarily something I liked or a gripe, but I, f- it is very fan servicey in a similar way to Ghostbusters off afterlife, like total fucking nostalgia bomb. So I think it's probably safe to say if you were okay with that level of fan service and nostalgia jerking in Ghostbusters, you'll probably be okay with it here too. You can hear my hesitance about it because I'm on exactly the same kind of boat I was with Ghostbusters where like I loved it while I was watching it. And then as soon as I step away from it, I'm like, ah, fuck yeah. So saccharine and like there's so so much of it is like just falling apart for me as I think about it. Da, 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 da. But like it's so much fun while I'm watching it. Like I just enjoyed watching it so much. Yeah, it's it's interesting to think about the like them like that. So mm-hmm. yeah. we're going into the Matrix next week, which is the same almost kind of idea. So <laughs> yeah. speaking of, of Matrix and effects and stuff like that, that was the other big thing. It, it, I mean, we just take it as a given at, at this point with these MCU movies or, you know, tangential mcu movies but like effects were fucking great again it was i watched it in 3d it was a fun watch in 3d there was tons of like you know shit flying at the screen and stuff like that during the fight scenes yeah the fight on the bridge with octavius i was i really liked even though it lost impact because i knew it was fucking coming the the actual action was good like good spider-man action though like they did a really good job of like that was the one thing i do notice like the like the action like just spider-man moving around looks so good in the mcu movies versus the old stuff that it's like it's like night and day one problem i had with the action scenes was the fight with norman osborne at the end there was like a sound and visual disconnect where like the they were it was clear that they were hitting hard on the sound effect of them pounding into the the shield but it didn't look like there was a lot of visual damage to go along with it so it was like i know that like it must have been made of something like but i there should have been some like metal denting or something like that i don't know why that that stuck out to me while i was watching it Mm. but it was just like there's some there's a visual audio visual disconnect here but other than that like like with these noises they should be yeah they should be doing more damage but that being said like i loved the whole statue of liberty fight situation so i'm it was a small gripe spider-man's gotten a little confused i thought when they're zipping around they don't they didn't really do a great job of distinguishing the i mean like tom's got the iron spider logo on him so he's mm-hmm. kind of easier to spot but the other two guys are wearing just like their standard blue and red yeah. spider-man outfits and it gets a little muddled as to which of them is doing what at what points it doesn't really matter overall but it, it does like which yeah, is that mcguire garfield yeah. yeah yeah like which which one is which so kind of thing which yeah. is one of those things you don't get when you do this spider this spider bro stuff with miles because his costume is different than peter's yeah. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. who'd have thought 
anyway. Yeah. I, I also thought the mirror dimension fight with strange was really well executed. I liked mm-hmm. the whole, like Peter yeah. working out the geometry and then a lot of portal physics in there too. That brought me right that was back fun. to playing portal. That was, yeah, that was, really, that was a yeah. lot of fun at the beginning of it. With he's, that, like, really. he's catching, he's using the, the portals to catch Peter with his own webs and shit like that. I was like, that's all right. Yeah. I'm having fun with this. This is good. And falling through portals and portals and portals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We didn't mention Peter getting knocked out of his body. His uh, and yes, uh, and his body still spider sense in way. That was yeah. so good. Yeah, it was yeah. a great moment. <laughs> I agree. Benedict Cumberbatch really sold the just the frustration and uh, <laughs> like he was somewhat impressed but really pissed off the entire time he's fighting Spider-Man and you could just see it on his face and I just really appreciated that from Benedict Cumberbatch just yeah and did you notice that like while he was like discorporealized or whatever they talk about like when his spider sense was going off you saw the waves like they actually showed the fucking waves around his head. Oh, I didn't have to watch that. Watch when you that. watch it again. Look, there's the fucking waves around his head. I almost the, the, fucking, the stink lines. Yeah, it almost shanked. I almost <laughs> shot my fucking wad. My comic book movie was so happy. It's nice. Nuts. Anyway, <laughs> while we're talking about visuals too, did it? Did you guys find it to be visually pretty dark? Like overall, in terms of like just the way it was color graded and everything, like mm. much more so than the first two Holland Spider-Man movies. I almost want to say like it wasn't shot particularly well. Like it was almost shot kind of like I don't want to say poorly, but just like kind of pedestrianly. Like it didn't blow me away in terms of the cinematography at all. Yeah, there were a couple shots, but yeah, overall it wasn't like yeah. I'm still waiting for that Spider-Man movie that's like really fucking well, well shot. Because even the Raimi movies, like they spend a lot of time like making those, but they're still not like they don't look great either. You know what I mean? Well, so I spend the most time doing the CGI, like fly you through the like CGI yeah, POV kind of stuff. Right. And, and there always seems to be this disconnect between like the, because it's Peter Parker's life is teen comedy and Spider-Man's life is like next level action, like to the point where you're basically on a roller coaster while you're following him. Like yeah. there always seems to be this like really big disconnect between the two concepts. And so like, I think the filmmakers often overcompensate by making Peter's life a little too stale, except I have to say when he was, basically Peter, not Spider-Man when the spider sense was going off with the villains. And like that scene was so well shot. And then like the action scenes are so dynamic and fun to watch. And then, yeah, yeah, there is like, it's almost like they overcompensated by having like full on Degrassi style cinematography for bits where he's just a teenager. Yeah. 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 Fair. So, yeah. Cool. Well, like, obviously, we really, 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 really like this movie, and I don't want to be sitting here talking about it for two and a half hours. So, like, let's get into, like, some bitchy bitches, because uh, <laughs> yeah. I had so many fucking problems with this when I was fucking <laughs> thinking about it afterwards. Mm. And, like, this doesn't detract from the fact that, like, I, again, I'm going to give this a nine out of ten. Like, it's a fucking awesome movie. But, like, this Peter Parker, like, gets to fucking sidestep all his big villains on his quest to becoming Spider-Man, basically. You know what I mean? Like, he never has yeah. to learn the lessons of, like, falling for Norman Osborn or, like, working with Octavius and, like, Octavius going nuts and betraying him and all this shit that is so fundamental to the character of Spider-Man in the comic books. And, like, even in the Ultimate Universe, they took their time and fucking did all that stuff. None of that happens to this Peter Parker at all. Like, it's just none of it happens. <laughs> and he meets a second-rate Norman Osborn for 15 minutes and he meets Otto Octavius, who's not really a villain for 15 minutes. And that's yeah. as much like of those really fucking awesome characters as we're ever going to get in the MCU. That bums me the 
fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. So. There is always the whole like Peter's choices coming home to roost or whatever you want to call it, you know, and they didn't have Michael Keaton back to the entire vulture. I am fucking furious about the because yeah. they've written him out now. He, nobody remembers who Peter Parker was. That was his last saving grace while he was in jail. Remember? It's when okay, he's talking it's to okay though, because because he's going to be in fucking Mobius. Oh yeah, no, that trailer was right before this fucking movie played, and I was just like, "Oh fuck, yeah." I'm not, get, I'm not going to fucking see that in theaters. Like, I'm not getting Omicron for that fucking movie. <laughs> no, like I, I no, love sir. doing this podcast, like Ugh. sometimes, but I'm not going to see that fucking movie and catching a disease for it. So we'll see how yeah. that that one turns out. But uh, yeah, like they, they, yeah. So now that whole that whole fucking plot thread is just gone. Like that movie, I fucking love that. That's my favorite of these movies. Actually, it's still the first one. Cause it's just yeah. like a little Peter Parker story. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a little Spider-Man story. Mm-hmm. And now like, we never going to get a payoff to that. Like we're never going to like, <sighs> yeah, I agree. They just let the vulture to swing. And that pisses me off. Cause that Michael Keaton performance was dope as fuck. And I was really hoping to revisit that at yeah. some point in the future. When mm-hmm. we are constantly complaining uh, as a, as a group that the MCU has such shitty villains and there's the w- one huge One of the standouts. Villains. Yeah. yeah. And he's God, just that scene. There. That scene where he's threatening Peter is like one of the scariest fucking scenes in any of these goddamn movies. Yeah, yeah. where he's just turned it's, around, and he's like, "I'll fucking kill all of you," and now he's just gone. He's forgotten who Peter is. He has no reason to connect him into the fucking like, yeah, the Sony Spider Verse bullshit now. Yeah, it's <laughs> supremely disappointing to yeah. not bring him back when he would. That would have been the problem. Maybe is that there was no easy cure for. Uh, there's no science cure for who the vulture is, you know, like no. he doesn't no. fit thematically no, into the movie. Yeah. And so like it would have made a much more complex film, but it should have just been about that. Which is also part of the problem with this Norman Osborn is that the Norman Osborn in the comics is not it's not he's not psychotic because he took a fucking thing. He's psychotic because he's fucking psychotic. And the yeah, he took the thing because he's psychotic. Yeah. And it makes it worse. It's not like he wasn't nuts beforehand. He was always fucking crazy. He makes it worse. So it's not like they can cure that. He's always a prick. I have an issue with that because a lot of like there's a lot of narrative around Norman Osborn as a a story of mental illness and schizophrenia. And that comparison kind of falls apart quite a lot if he's like just a normal with the fucking with the cure and you can cure and you can 100% cure him which is not how schizophrenia works yeah that's not how any mental illness works so that's a little weird for me yeah the the Norman Osborn stuff like how he was treated in the original and that's like even tantamount like that's fucking Sam Raimi's fault too like that shit is from the original movies you know what I mean they didn't play it right in the original movies and like now they're kind of stuck with that here because like my biggest problem with this movie is this is the biggest Sony self jerk session of all times This is just them patting themselves on the fucking back for how much fucking Spider-Man, how (laughs) Spider-Man they are. And that little, did you guys see the credits thing? That little fucking glad hand jerk off to Avi Arad, that piece of shit, Avi Arad. Oh no, Mm -hmm. I missed that. There's a thing at the end about how he's like the fucking first person, a cinematic visionary who could saw these characters on screen. Like Dick Donner didn't fucking exist. Bill Dozier didn't exist. You know what I mean? There's a Batman movie in the 60s, you fucking twat. Fuck you, Avi Arad. (laughs) While we're talking Sony, my biggest, or maybe not my biggest, one of my biggest gripes is 
like happened before I fucking even saw the movie, which we've talked about oh, as they marketed this fucking movie. But yeah, it's just the disaster marketing overall of this fucking oh movie. It just it felt like a, a textbook example of how not to market a fucking comic book movie. Like it was messy as shit. The trailers and the announcements like all revealed way too much. And then on top of that, it was leaky as fucking hell. Like they could not keep a, a cap on anything because it's Sony and not and not Marvel. Feige today looks like his blood pressure went down like fucking 30 points because this movie's <laughs> finally fucking out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he looks so yeah. relaxed today compared to the last couple of times I've seen him. I can't imagine what working with these Sony fucks is like right now because oh my god. Right. What but just this, imagine. Like, how do we even know? We shouldn't even have known Daredevil was in this let alone the other two guys and like yeah, I yeah. saw all this shit on YouTube three days ago. So like. Yeah. I mean think, think how amazing it would have been to have all of the villain reveals and shit like that even be completely unspoiled for us. Like just you know, starting out with Alfred Molina and then just having it fucking build from there. Like, how cool would that have been to have seen in a theater full of people that were losing their goddamn minds that this was actually happening? Yeah, I, yeah, they fucked this fucking whole thing up. And I don't know if that's like partially because of COVID. They were like really trying to get people into the theaters and like all that kind yeah. of stuff. Like they were marketing against like a disaster, a natural disaster happening on our fucking front doorsteps, which it's, it's Sony sucks. just not having the fucking like cojones that the Marvel MCU. like MCU yeah. fucking marketing people have and saying like people are going to fucking come see this. It's a goddamn Spider-Man movie. We probably don't even have to put it a fucking trailer for it kind of thing. I like legit have thought a million times that they should just do that. Just put a fucking movie. It's like this Spider-Man, Spider-Man happening next year. We're going to get a trailer. No, yeah. fuck you. You don't get to know anything that happens in this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. It's a black, a black fucking poster with a fucking Box. pair of eyes yeah. on it. That's it. It's a Spider-Man this year. Fuck done. Trailer. Nope. No trailers ever. Who's in it. You don't get to fucking find out till the goddamn yeah. movie comes out. Shut your fucking well, mouth. Tell, tell Spider-Man is coming out. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Tom Holland's coming back. That's all you fucking get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like still go see it. We'd all suck and still go see it. It would that would generate so much fucking hype if they started doing that shit. I don't know why they don't at this point. I, like Kevin Smith's <laughs> been making this argument forever. He's like, don't fucking tell anybody you're doing it. Just drop it one day. You know what I mean? Just one day. Oh shit, guys. <laughs> next week Spider-Man comes out. What Spider-Man? We haven't heard anything about this. I'm like, no. We fucking made a Spider-Man movie. We didn't tell anybody. It comes yeah. out next week. Yeah. Everybody would lose their shit and go see it. But no, let's do <laughs> fucking 300 years and show every character that's in the movie ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. When anyway. you have, yeah, because when you have this level of hype, I believe that this is like, you know, in the music industry, this has happened and it's worked quite well for already established properties like Beyonce and Radiohead. So I if mean, it tool. was done with I mean, Spider-Man too, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying like, if there's a following already, you don't need to do this kind of level of marketing. It doesn't have to like if the marketing will take care of itself. That's why social media exists. But like the, exactly. I was gonna say like the organic fan base of the MCU is all digital and like lives on Reddit, just yeah. dissecting this shit till the like. And if they did that, they would eat themselves for a year before that movie came out. You oh know what God. I mean? It'd be so oh much fun God. to watch. Oh, it'd be amazing to watch. The That's what I mean. Studios Reddit subreddit would just implode on itself. The spoiler uh, subreddit would fucking explode. It would be nuts. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but. And then the other, I mean, as I said earlier, like, it's just the plot really does fall apart at like, it's just gauze thin, like fucking tissue paper. You put a couple of drops of water on that and it just starts to fucking come apart at the seams. Like, why are some of the villains pulled from like right before they die, but others aren't? And the other Peters have like aged in real time, but like uh, Otto and Norman haven't and shit like that. And like, yeah. 
there's so much shit that's just left unexplained. And how do you how do you do this movie and not have Toby and Willem Dafoe have any dialogue at all together? Like, right? they, had no, they had no fucking exchange at all yeah. whatsoever. I was baffled by that choice like that yeah. baffled me and like if the villains are cured and they go back to their universes and they survive that means has peter changed those timelines has he probably changed the lives of those the, the other peter parkers that he met as well like maybe he's fucked things up so they don't exist anymore they just go like they didn't actually go back anywhere they just fucking blip out of existence kind of thing or some shit like the there's there's time stream fuckery here that that yeah. is just completely left hanging and probably will be forever. And and then with the ending, it's like okay, so now nobody remembers anything about Peter Parker. So when what happened to those memories? Like, do the, they just have a blank space where Peter Parker was before, or they just not remember that those events happened at all? And like formative events happened in people's fucking lives that involve Peter Parker. This is legit where it turns into like a wizard did it. And we honestly, you honestly have to kind of like, it's almost like the Hulk snapping and everybody like, wait, were people in the sky and planes when the Hulk fucking, or like when the original snap yeah. happened. So like yeah. what the banner, make sure everybody was safe. Just rematerialize. Yeah. You literally just have to hand wave and be like, everybody came home safe and Hulk snap. So it's basically <laughs> exactly that. You have to just be, everything was fine when they went back and the egg. <laughs> and think about yeah. how fucking good a spot that green goblins in. He's got, advanced knowledge of Stark tech from 2025 from a different university. He's going back to 20, <laughs> 2002 with, he can save his own company. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Cause That's that was true. the problem in that movie was that Osborne industry or Oscorp was being shut down and yeah. he needed to save it. Now he has the means and the Iron Man tech to fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. happens when that green goblin goes berserk? He's going to kill that Spider-Man. Like he's gonna yeah. fuck that Spider-Man up with <laughs> Iron Man tech he's and shit. He's cured though, so it's fine. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, should be fine. They, they, Norman Osborn. Oh, it's Norman Osborn. He can't be cured. That's the whole I fucking know. point of the character. I know. <laughs> Here's the thing: Tom Holland's never actually fought his nemesis. No, this is like doing Batman without doing the Joker. Like you yeah. can't. Like what are you doing? There's no. There's no Lex Luthor in Superman. He's never fought Norman Osborn or Otto Octavius. These are like the Mount Rushmore of Spider-Man villains. These are the guys who form him as a fucking character and he's never fought his own versions of them. And now it's ruined when, if they ever do show up in the MCU, he's immediately going to be like, Oh yeah, they're a villain. I should just punch him in the fucking mouth immediately. (laughs) Definitely keep an eye on that guy. And as soon as he starts inventing arms, I'm going to, yeah, like now they've ruined those stories for this, like this version of Spider-Man like that. That sucks for me. me. This ruins a lot of spider-man's history in the mcu now as well yeah. like from you know not just from a peter parker like tragically loses all his friends and connections and everything like that but from a storytelling perspective like just hitting that fucking reset button to lose all of that influence that peter had on the mcu like with the with the avengers like tony Stark. happy all of that yeah, yeah it's yeah. all fucking gone now like, yeah, I'm, I'm so like actually more. I shouldn't say I'm furious about it. I'm just like I'm so apprehensive about how they're going to treat that going forward. And I yeah. really hate because you know what? Here is this is my hot take. This is my hot. This is not a hot take. I'm sure somebody else has said this on the internet. <laughs> we just watched a cinematic adaptation of One More Day. Yes, we did. Yeah, I, I thought the exact same thing. It fucked how things up before they just you know undo it, right? Well, that's the thing. Like, are we at the point now with because it's multiverse and Tom fuckery and time fuckery? Does it matter anymore? When like in three movies, we're just like, oh, everybody's fine. Him and MJ are together again. He got over the black suit. It's totally cool. He's going to go on an adventure with Daredevil now. I mean, I want to see that movie, but like, yeah, 
from a storytelling standpoint, yeah. my what I would do is bring in Miles now and have him gain traction with the Young Avengers, and then become the Peter who Peter was at the beginning uh, during this Marvel Cinematic Universe, and then have the current Peter being like, "Why the fuck does he get to have what I have?" and then. He- Peter is not fully villainous, but Miles is the ultimate Spider-Man. That's what they call yeah. him in the universe, right? Yes. Make him, and he's and like Peter gets to be jealous of this kid who's doing his shtick and has his Avenger buddies, and he's fucking better at it than he is yeah. on top of everything but then else. Peter finally like seems to be wanting to become villainous, but then sacrifices himself for Secret War. Maybe that's my mm. that would be where I would take this arc if I was going to be writing it is that like if there was potential there. If he can't kill himself to save May and May and MJ, then yeah, the universe, like the symbiote and make this make this a secret war thing. Have Peter Parker like retroactively just understand great power and great responsibility as a result of seeing someone else get everything that he used to have. I think that would be a pretty powerful story to tell. But and him doing it right on top of everything else too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Miles doing it right. My great fear here is that what Sony Sony Marvel <sighs> is doing is writing basically writing Tom Holland Spider-Man out of the MCU so that they can start putting him in all of these fucking shitty Spider-Verse that's, movies. And that's what yeah. I'm I'm saying that I don't trust Sony to do yeah. the the cool thing. I trust them to do the financially profitable what no yeah. what they believe to be the financially profitable thing not tell good stories but create stories where there's more marketing potential. And there is the problem with Spider-Man still being partially owned by Sony Pictures or fully owned or whatever the fuck loaned yeah. out to Marvel. It's fucking it's it's going to be like it, we're never going to get like we got three good movies. But are we going to see like Spider-Man's potential as a character if Sony is still at the helm of these films? No, I don't. I honestly no, don't we're think never so. going to get to see this Spider-Man leading the Avengers or anything cool like that. We're never going to probably see him in an Avengers movie ever again, I would bet. No, no, no. I'm never going to get my crossover like that. shit's just not going to happen. Like all the stuff that I want to see is not going to happen because Sony wants to fuck this. They always want to do this. I yeah, I don't know. See, that's my, like that's like why I get real hesitant about like being like super positive about this movie. Cause it is a big fucking Sony self jerk off session. It's mm-hmm. just like, look how much cool Spider-Man shit we did. And we're going to shoehorn it into your MCU and fuck it up just so yeah. that we can do this fucking nostalgia lap. We're going to make yeah. $200 million of it. We're going to be the biggest COVID fucking movie of all time. But is it going to matter? Cause we fucked the MCU into the ground with our, bullshit versions of these characters where now you can't even do do morbius and fucking black cat and all this horse shit i just want like spider-man to be spider-man like can't it just be spider-man does it have to be all this fucking nonsense and ugh? (laughs) (sighs) yeah my final gripe is the ever-present why the fuck didn't peter ask for help from any of the other avengers why does he have to fucking go this alone Specifically, why didn't he go find out why that lawyer can catch a fucking brick? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I agree. One hundred. That's totally fu- like it was cool to have Matt there, but then he's just gone. He's there yeah, for like a minute, and then there's <laughs> nothing. I think I actually think Marvel knows that they've got a bigger thing with Daredevil than they like for TV. They're like, we can really do a lot of shit with that character, and he's hot in the comics right now. Like Devil's Reign's huge. 
I think they're 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 getting ready to push Daredevil real hard because they don't have Spider Man. They want a street level New York fucking hero. They can't really use Spider Man to do that because Sony has to be involved. What's your next best fucking guess aside from making Miles, which you'd still have fucking Sony involved with? No, you use the devil and and Moon Knight. Uh, and Moon no, Knight. No. There you go. You got yeah. Moon Knight and Daredevil coming at this point, right? Like yeah. you got your, you're getting your New York vigilantes back, and like Tom can be around, I guess. Well, Fine. and the nice thing too is that you know having uh, Matt back also opens us up to having Jessica back and having yep. fucking Luke Cage back, and maybe Iron Fist if they can like you know continue him on a good past and or on a good uh, path and that kind of thing. So eh, we'll see. I know. Yeah, I mean, I like honestly just seeing Matt. Matt made all this bullshit worthwhile for me at the end of the day. Like I had so much fun with this movie, but like, let's rate and review this. Give it a number. I'll start right at the top. And like I said, this is a nine out of 10 movie. This is a fucking fun romp popcorn movie. You're going to have a blast watching it. You're going to, and then you're going to have a ton of fun fucking bitching about it afterwards. when all the plot threads (laughs) just start like ripping at your brain. Cause this part of it is also part of the fun of it, you know? So Mm -hmm. nine out of 10 for me, I, I mean, it's Spider-Man. So like, I can't, really go into too much more as to why it's just spider-man i love spider-man and they brought their double back the fuck more do i want from a movie really i mean aside from them like actually doing shit together yeah whatever that's fine yeah paul i'm gonna give this a 10 out of 10 because i didn't i'm trying not to consider the meta aspect of it because like when i think about sony continuing Mm -hmm. its control of the character i don't have a lot of hope for its future because i know what sony marketing is because we just saw what it was for this film that being said from a storytelling standpoint they took what i guess what sony wanted and pascal pictures and all that stuff and they took what i thought was going to be a fucking mess Yes, and it was still that is kind true. of a mess, and they turned it into something that I fucking enjoyed the shit out of for two hours. Yeah. Like I went in with the all these these apprehensions about what the the these two Spider Men and all these villains were going to culminate to in this film, and I was more than present pleasantly surprised. So I'm going to give this a ten out of ten as an experience. How it fits into the greater scheme of things, I'm going to not worry about it and wait and see. And that's all I have to say about that. Tim. I'm going to go eight out of 10 on this because it was a tough one for me because there was a lot that felt like messy and sloppy. Yeah. Specifically about, you know, and just that part of it really irked the continuity nerd in me. Yeah. And, and then there was all the shit about how it was marketed that left a sour taste in my mouth as well. But I still had, I felt that I still really had that emotional investment in it. And I ended up getting, pulled into it enough that, you know, I had moments that I had a bunch of laugh out loud moments. I had like, you know, a number of moments where I like felt I was like I was getting fucking teary eyed and shit. So I guess ultimately that messiness didn't take away from my overall enjoyment that much. But, you know, with again, like Mark said, if you do sit down and think about it too much, it just just starts fucking falling apart. And I that that does bug me a bit. So eight out of ten. Cool. I have one last question in regards to this. What's your favorite comic book movie of the year so far? Ooh. Eternals. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not Eternals. I'm actually thinking I might be Shang-Chi for me, actually, right now. The Suicide Squad, maybe? Mm. Oh. Yeah, that was pretty good. I did enjoy that quite a bit. I think I liked it better than I, I liked Shang-Chi and I and I was okay with the Eternals, but I think yeah, I think the Suicide Squad I enjoyed more than any of the others. I see it's hard because like this is like I had a lot of fun with this one, but I'm also just like I want to pull it apart. You know what I mean? 
So like it's difficult, yeah. but I that's the thing. Like this this one's still really fresh for me. Shang-Chi was just a fun romp. And when I sat through it again, I was like, oh yeah, it's still kind of a fun romp. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think that Shang-Chi, because of its own internal consistency and I don't know, it just yeah, had less that. it had less riding on it and less baggage. It's it felt like more of a breath of fresh air than the, like this movie was very well executed for what it was, and it was like it was a lot of fun. And like I think I might have I I rated this higher than Shang-Chi, but in retrospect, Shang-Chi held up a lot better than I expected it to. So I would say it's kind of a tie between the two for me. I, I, it would be hard to choose. Like, I'll have to think about that one. Yeah, fair enough. That's uh, that's about it. Let's move on to Geek Cred, which is the segment where we recommend something for you to check out that we've been enjoying ourselves. So we'll start with Tim on this one. I have been in Christmas movie watching mode. I was at my parents' place last week to help them put up their Christmas tree and decorations and stuff and watched a number of my, you know, sort of annual movies that I always watch. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and recommend National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation because it is just fucking outstanding. It is one of my favorite Chevy Chase performances of all time. And, you know, everybody's got those fucking crazy relatives and shit that come in and fuck up the holidays. And I think everybody can relate to it in some mm-hmm. way or another. Yeah. Yep. Paul <laughs> season two of Canada's drag race just finished. Um, and a, a winner was crowned and it was one of the best fucking seasons of drag race I have seen in a very long time. Um, Canada's drag race is doing it right and has a wide variety of representation and also just like better handling of the various personalities on the show and just better challenges more. It's just more fun to watch than the American one has been lately. And the, the crowned winner was a very, very deserving winner. And it's cool to see Canada's drag culture from the perspective where I am now, where like, if I had the, Potential, I could be going to a lot of drag shows in Toronto if I was living there, but I'm not. And so I'm seeing it. This is how I'm experiencing Canada's drag culture. So it's kind of cool to be able to see it and see what's up. So like, it's only nine episodes. It's like a, it's a fast watch overall. And it was, it was just really, really well done. So Canada's Drag Race season two, much better than the first season of Canada's Drag Race. And one of the best seasons of the franchise overall. That's cool. Awesome. So for me, I'm going to recommend everybody catch up to Hawkeye. Um, obviously, with uh, Daredevil having reappeared, Vincent D'Onofrio was in the most recent episode of that as Kingpin. But the actual show itself has been, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. It's a little lighter fare than what I would normally get or like from the Marvel stuff. But um, Jeremy Renner, I've actually enjoyed him so far. And then Haley Steinfeld and obviously Florence Pusch, or Florence Pugh. Is, what, how do you pronounce her name? Florence Pugh. 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 Florence Pugh had a nice little scene this week that was like I was just so happy with so yeah absolutely catch up to Hawkeye it's like having bigger ramifications on the universe than I thought it was going to and a lot of Christmas shit and it is a very Christmassy show Christmas shit there Christmas shit in in Spider-Man No Way Home too yeah lots of Christmas stuff at the end of No Way Home specifically too yeah Yeah, absolutely so that's cool yeah it was it's weird this kind of turns into a Christmas movie at the end so, but Hawkeye has been a Christmas show since the beginning. So, 
even when uh, Strange and, and Peter are fighting through the mirror dimension, there's like they like go through like some mirror dimension, like department stores and there's Christmas music playing and shit like that, too. Yeah, it's true because it's, it's Halloween at the beginning of the movie, right? Like because she's, she's taking down Halloween decorations. I think it uh, sounds like they've job. left them up for a while kind of thing. Yeah, so it's yeah. like getting into like later November kind of thing. Yeah, fair enough. Either way. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. This has been episode 282 of Dance Robot Dance. If you haven't already, please subscribe. You can do that from any podcatching app via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Just a note, we are about to hit a little snafu with our hosting. We're hoping it'll be seamless, but if it's not, bear with us. Our longtime host, Shout Engine, just the worst fucking podcast host in history is shutting down <laughs> finally and they've actually opened it up so we can change our rss feed but they also only gave us two weeks to do it so like if there's a little hiccup in your service we apologize for that in advance we are kind of looking at it right now like they just dropped it on us as i was posting this week's episode so days ago, yeah. yeah we're still looking at like options and shit i have a couple ideas but like Life's a little fucking chaotic right now, so podcasts not like my fucking top priority all the time. Anyway, <laughs> if you have any thoughts about anything we talked about tonight, specifically, like if you want to talk about to us about Spider-Man, maybe wait till Wednesday when Tim's fucking Facebook jail is up. <laughs> nice. I probably won't post the Facebook post until I'm at a Facebook jail anyway. So, so there's that. Um, you'll know when you can chat with us about this. But yeah, absolutely do. So we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. Uh, the podcast is on Twitter at DRD underscore podcast. Tim is on Twitter at DRD underscore Tim. I am on Twitter at M underscore Willette. I'm also on Instagram where I share more of my art and poster design stuff. Uh, MT underscore Willette. Uh, if you're looking for a commission for Christmas, it's getting to be pretty fucking late, but like I could probably bash one out for you if you got in touch with me. Either way, the last place you can get in touch with us, dancerobotdancepodcast at gmail.com. If you have some long form missive you want to send us, a J. Jonah Jameson-esque rant, as it were. <laughs> but either way, I've been here with Tim. Say goodnight. Merry Christmas, folks. If we don't talk, we won't t- talk to you again before that. You won't hear from us again until after. So happy holidays or whatever it is that you celebrate. Cool. Happy Merry Christmas, everybody. Enjoy your spider Christmases. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Spidey Christmas. Paul, thank you again for showing up uh, for a Marvel thing because you always do. I always for do. Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man. today is the first day of my Christmas vacation, my month long Christmas vacation. So I Attaboy. had to celebrate somehow and bitching about Spider-Man and celebrating Spider-Man was one of the best ways I could do it. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's almost like tradition. Like you can't celebrate Spider-Man without bitching about something about Spider-Man. As Marvel fans, we are by law required to bitch about something that (laughs) having to do with spider-man you you can't be a marvel fan if some part of spider-man lore doesn't drive you fucking nuts so (laughs) right like that's just the way it works let's talk about the clone saga oh my god i was waiting for one of them to call themselves ben i swear to god i was waiting for a ben joke I was waiting for oh, a Ben Riley joke. Peter to start calling himself Ben, like when he wasn't, you know, when everybody forgot about Peter Parker. <laughs> oh my god, that might happen in the new movie. Ah, uh, he could be Ben Riley. He'll be Ben Riley by the uh. time they do Spider-Man four or five. I guarantee it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like that? Oh, that's yeah. ugly, isn't it? All right, guys, mm. thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you on the fucking flip side. Maybe before the new year. We don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Have a very spidery Christmas, guys. Take it easy.